Okay, yo, yo, yo. A happy New Year, peeps. Hello. How to do? Happy 2021. Mm-hmm. As you can hear in my voice, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's an exciting New Year. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, pff, I mean, that's that on that. What, what else can we say at this point? We're back in lockdown. We are back remote again. Big up, big up. But we're just going to make it happen. Keep on moving as we always do. And we're going to kick off the show with our emerging artist this week. So have a listen to this. Non-stop energy she give when she smile at. Non-stop chemistry we got when we wind up. Non-stop motion from the left to the right end. Got the face of an angel but the devil in her eyes, yeah. Non-stop poetry that fall out her lips, yeah. Softness, passion from the way that she kissed, yeah. Speak in the present cause you're truly a gift. And wrapped in plastic, no I cannot resist, yeah. Drink a little brandy Girl, so sweet, sticky, sticky like candy Everybody language now, I hope you understand me Drop the dance, drop the bass, drop the andy Tie top skirt, drink a little brandy Girl, so sweet, sticky, sticky like candy Everybody language now, I hope you understand me Drop the dance, drop the bass, drop the andy Hey, yeah, bitches. So that was <laughs> our brand new artist for this fortnight, if you will. And they are an artist called Grove. So uh, they're a young new artist, and that was their latest tune, Sticky. And I was feeling it. Um, I really, really love their voice. I think it's exactly the kind of voice that pairs well with this type of music, which I believe is jungle. I want, I want to say it's jungle music. Yeah. Um, and I think that jungle music is just such a really interesting genre as it's great to see that like just historically it's great to see that interplay of like reggae and dancehall with the music that was around in like the 90s rave scene so um, it's like a thoroughly thoroughly UK sound and I think that they really understood it really well I think um, I really liked how they kind of used yeah there were vocals on there but they used them sparingly and they I think sometimes, you know, artists, they need to understand that actually sometimes the track just needs to speak for itself and you need to let the production do its thing. And I think Grove really understood when vocals were needed and what they brought to the track and when actually just to let the track speak for itself and let the production speak for itself. And it was a very well produced track. Um, I think melodically as well, they really understood what they were doing with that. The harmonies came in really well. And just the subject matter as well. Like, I love the idea of this mysterious hypnotic lady that they are entranced by. And um, yeah, I mean, more than anything, it just made me want to be in the club again. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally my, my feedback. When will I lips? <laughs> but, uh, I hope after COVID we, we can retire lipsing strangers in the club, please. <laughs> what? That's the best part. Uh, <laughs> 
right, Fresher. But yeah, really, really fun tune. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Grove. What did you think? Yeah, no, literally, I yeah, it's a cute tune. I as soon as I heard it, it just was a throwback to uh, my undergrad days and yeah (laughs) (laughs) my raving days in the in the streets of bristol Mm. and that um very Mm. much yeah i um am a fan a fan sorry of um jungle um drum Mm. and bass uh all that all Mm. that kind of shit so uh yeah no i i enjoyed it um i feel like i haven't quite got a playlist to encapsulate that sort of genre yet so i think this has spurred Mm. me to make one sometimes i do be in those for moods sure. but um yeah no yeah. i thought it was fun so uh shout out mm. shout out to them for that yeah so uh go show them some love you can find them on instagram their handle is day is grove as in well they t-h-e-y is grove which is g-r-o-v-e so go show them some love and then tag us in it so we know you did it yes sir sweet so we shall now jump into the download, or the rest of the download, uh, which is our music segment where mm-hmm. we discuss uh, new tracks, uh, music we're feeling, new projects, all that good shit. So um, this week, uh, I'm going to, I think we both had little um, <laughs> little things mm. to do on that. Hopefully mine doesn't take too long, mm. but I need to, I need to put some respect on this person because, <laughs> you know, so if it's long, it's long. I don't give a heck. Mm, uh, so it. I don't know if many of you know, but December 28th, 1988 was the birth <laughs> of a legend, a legend by the name of Hayley Williams. Now, if you know me, you know I fucking love Paramore. I, it, it's just I, I can't explain it. Mm. It's just it's it's deep entrenched in my heart and my soul. Mm. I I fucking love it, and I love Haley. Um, she is a fellow Capricorn, so shout outs to her. Um, I see you, sis. We're <laughs> you know we're holding we're holding tight for the girls over here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I figured no better way than to honor um her recent birthday the other week by uh doing a dedication an o2 if you will mm. Haley. um so i'm going to go through uh the paramore albums um, and, a couple EPs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not gonna be anything crazy but i'm just gonna discuss a few of my favorite tunes and that for them um go through the timeline a little bit you know take you through memory lane uh for those of you who might not be i don't know why but you might not be familiar with paramore but um yeah so uh they were <laughs> they were created in franklin tennessee <laughs> in 2004 uh, no. uh but yeah no the og folks um the farrow brothers so josh and zach farrow um taylor york was also one of the og members but i think he had to step out for a bit near the beginning and then he came back um and then yeah jeremy davis on bass and of course our queen Haley. so first album all we know is falling released 2005 <laughs> it was yeah a strong a strong start a strong start it's just i I don't know like it's 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 i I was reading an article um kind of also going through the the history and the chronology Mm. and stuff and i kind of agree with the point they made that in in some respects some i mean i still think it's it's Mm -hmm. a brilliant album but in terms of especially some of the more recent stuff they brought out listening to it now it does feel a little bit like sound a Mm. little bit dated but in the best mm. way like not in a kind of like uh, i can't really listen to this way but it just it takes you back to um you know mid 2000s and stuff so nostalgic yeah exactly 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 
Um, so yeah, some personal faves from that album. Um, My Heart is one of my favorite Paramore songs and one of my favorite songs of all time. It's just, <laughs> I I mean, yeah, let's just like preempt. Like, I'd be in my sad girl bag most of the time. So mm. that's another reason they just <laughs> speak to my soul. <laughs> Angsty mm. teenage me fucking lap that shit up. So mm-hmm. My Heart, oh, 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 oh. One of the first songs I learned on guitar. Just, oh, it's just... Oh, and then the bit near the uh, like the kind of the one of the closing, I think the closing choruses, um, where she just kind of you can hear um in the background the kind of like a little bit of kind of screamo vibes while she's like singing the chorus and stuff, and it just meshes together. It's just ah, it's I I can't even I I can't put into words, but sick track, sick track. Uh, Franklin also big tune, really really like that. Uh, brighter, never let this go. Love never let this go. Um, and all we know some of my personal faves from that album. Then we moved to 2006 uh, with the Summer Tick EP. Short but cute, um, you know, Emergency, The Crab Mix. Uh, O-Star, um, I'm a really fa- big fan of that. Um, this Circle, also cute track. Um, yeah, this EP is literally like four tracks, but, um, you know, <laughs> cute little thing and mm. I enjoyed. Okay, so now we step into Riot. <laughs> now if you know you know riot is i again in the in the article they were saying um it could be debated to be one of the best albums of its genre which Mm -hmm. you know i'm not the judge but it was like i I, this album was amazing iconic iconic if you will what do you call this genre by the way (laughs) uh paramore so it's it's interesting because they like throughout the years and stuff they've kind of shifted their style and their sound and everything Mm. but i'd say probably like emo pomp kind of alternative pop pop uh pop rock um Mm -hmm. those are probably kind of like yeah definitely more kind of emo um yeah uh emo uh emo rock sorry i left my head yeah definitely at the beginning definitely more kind of emo rock kind of vibe but throughout like their journey they have been kind of a bit versatile in, in terms of it but yeah definitely like yeah. emo pop kind of alternative pop emo rock that kind of shit um cool cool but yeah uh, a fun a fun blend and yeah just like this gen- general kind of genre especially like in the 2000s and stuff big fan so i you know i used to bang out fallout boy and yumi at six and asking alexandria and fucking <laughs> <laughs> you know all them all panic the at the disco all the girls all the girls love them love them mm. but uh yes riot so that was released 2007 um and yeah the article said it's quite possibly the greatest mainstream pop punk album of the late 2000s uh mm. and you know what i simply agree um uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't care what anyone else says i simply it was lit album amazing album um so uh and the um sorry i would also say how i said before that like you know um or we know how it's i feel like yeah it's very much nostalgic right i feel like it's something that um apart from misery business which uh they've since retired because uh there was a line in there that is a bit slut shamey if you know you know um but Haley's kind a of a bit slut shamey did you say uh yeah yeah um and Haley's like in i think in 2018 they said that we're kind of they were going to retire that song because Haley was like you know at the time i wrote it i was like you know super young and i was i think she was like 17 or whatever when she wrote it and yeah there's a line that says you know once once a whore you're nothing more i'm sorry that'll never change so obviously it does not quite fit uh <laughs> 
uh yeah it does not age very well in uh, 2021 so um yeah they've since retired it but i mean misery business is one of those songs that is as soon as you hear that opening riff you just uh, go fucking go fucking mental me like it's insane it's insane and it's one of um because it's not just me like i know the diaspora like black people university like we fucking love paramore and i distinctly remember this video of um uh, a concert a paramour concert where um usually whenever they perform misery business they'd have like a fan like come on stage or something uh. and i literally remember this because <laughs> Haley williams is like this what like maybe five two five three like skinny white woman mm-hmm. and they had this like six foot something like hench <laughs> black guy on stage and he was getting his fucking <laughs> life to misery oh, business I and i just remember those two they were dancing with each other and it was just like i was like this encapsulates how black folk feel about paramour how i feel mm. about paramour so i fucking i fucking love that um but yeah no some some faves of mine on off that album sorry uh that's what you get great song great song obviously misery business um when it rains big uh emo girl track love that shit um hallelujah the vocals Haley's. oh it's just <laughs> yes yes uh for a pessimist i'm pretty optimistic also fun tune i enjoy stop this song lovesick melody <laughs> if you are a sad girl bruh <laughs> hit that i mean i'm gonna add um some of my faves to the download playlist but it banger banger it just ah oh, hits right right in the soul right in the soul amazing mm. so riot amazing album like i still listen to that shit consistently um there's a reason paramore stay in like my most <laughs> my most listened to <laughs> artists like on spotify year by year because every like without fail at least once a month minimum i will have oh, wow. like you know listen to paramore. so yeah <laughs> i'm fucking keeping them i'm keeping their light bills on with my streams listen. <laughs> um yeah and then the live albums like in the final right and stuff those are also cute um brand new eyes uh this was 2009 so this was slightly slightly different so um this is kind of the beginning of them kind of starting to transition in terms of their style and stuff just Mm. small small um Mm -hmm. so i think yeah the description for this was emo slash punk infused alternative rock so yeah um i feel like uh like earlier albums it still had kind of the angsty kind of paramour and everything but Mm. uh while still kind of making a little bit of that transition in my opinion it was a bit more chilled and less of the kind of like hardcore like fuck you mom like screaming <laughs> kind of songs and uh mm. just a bit more kind of chilled out and stuff and like really nice kind of vocals and kind of melodic situations if you will mm. um i do remember as well uh around this time there were some kind of internal issues and they were thinking about re- breaking up and i think uh i think it was jeremy davis left after this album was released or just before i can't remember but um yeah i remember Haley saying that this album does kind of have a lot of shitty memories and stuff because they were kind of going through it at the time Mm. um but yeah it's still uh still a pretty solid solid album um some of my personal faves turn it off again amazing i'm crying in my room sad girl song uh like i love that song Mm. i love that song um feeling sorry i also enjoy where the lines overlap um bit more like kind of upbeat and fun um really like that misguided ghosts uh kind of a bit more simple stripped back like got the acoustic guitar and stuff um but just really kind of pretty and stuff uh brick by boring brick bit more of a throwback to kind of classic kind of headbangy mm. rocky kind of paramour which i really like mm-hmm. um the only exception 
at the time like it was very <laughs> very overdone in terms of covers and stuff um oh, okay. i'm looking at you <laughs> it was very overdone and like you know the, the age of like the youtube covers like back in like oh, yeah, yeah, 2010 yeah. those mm-hmm. days and stuff it was yeah. very overdone however it's still like a really pretty song in my opinion uh so then we had the singles club that was another ep in 2011 uh they had monster on there which really cool song it was in the transformers movie um in the morning i'm gonna just make a point on in the morning because one it's a really pretty song i really like it Mm. but um she also when she's performed live she's done um like mashups with in the morning and landslide by fleetwood mac and Mm. landslide is one of my personal favorite songs one by Fleetwood Mac mm. and one like of all time mm. so that means a lot to me yeah. and they did um, it on Glee hello, <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen when I tell you Brett, we're not gonna talk about it today we're not gonna talk about it today but this the cultural the emotional significance that song mm. has to me mm. partially because of Glee I, I'm not even gonna lie because if, if you know you know it was the scene when Santana was like singing to Britney about how much she loved her but yeah, as a young, struggling, you know, yeah. gay at the time, yeah, that no, I felt fucking, that. I felt that. Yeah, I still, I still cry every time I hear oh, that song. It I was can't lie. Oof, that scene, yeah. <laughs> it means a lot. But, uh, <laughs> we move, we move. Uh, so then we jump into 2013 with their self-titled album Paramore, um, which is fun. It's fun. This is definitely like you can tell they're experimenting, they're switching up a bit, mm. um, and yeah, it's again kind of alternative rock, alternative pop, pop rock kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. um so yeah again they've had kind of a throughout the whole kind of history of paramore the members have been kind of in and out and stuff so they've had another kind of rejig so the Fire brothers were gone but uh it was jeremy davis and taylor york i believe with Haley on this mm-hmm. one um but yeah i say this album definitely set the tone for the like proper transition they would make in their next album after laughter um but uh yeah in terms of uh tracks um whew, okay there's quite a few i really like this album um so they had some really nice interludes with the a ukulele so um uh what was it interlude moving on i'm a fan of that <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> uh other songs still into you um big tune uh just fun dancey and just yeah i just i don't know it just it's it's a happy song and i i enjoy proof absolutely love proof it's just yeah i i i love it just it's it's fun again it's it's happy Mm. it's just kind of like yeah i'm into it uh hate to see your heartbreak love 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 that song um there's also another version with joy williams from the civil wars the civil wars i also really enjoy Mm. um Mm. great song um grow up is also great song ain't it fun now, ain't it fun? This is a prime example of why niggas love Paramore because it's got like hints of, it's very much like got like gospel elements in it. They've got like a choir and stuff. Mm. And it's like the, in the chorus, it's like, don't go crying to your mama. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just, oh, it's just the clap. It's just, oh yeah, it's put that one on lit. the playlist. Fucking, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Ain't it fun? Banger. Love it. Um, also, actually, one of my favorites, which I don't know if it's as popular or if, I don't really hear people talking about it as much, but. One of those crazy girls, I think that's, I really, really love that song. Um, there's like a little build up after she says, um, I'm going to call a hundred times. And then it's like, it goes quiet for a bit. And then just the beat just drops. And it's just every single time mm. that little transition, I go 
fucking mental yeah <laughs> love it love it love it love it love it um it's just funny because the whole song she's just kind of going on about how like <laughs> uh she's like you know if you don't answer my calls i'm gonna break into your house and you know i just want to <laughs> smell your skin and yes. da, da, da. and the chorus is like um i'm not one of these crazy girls while at the same time mm. you know and it's just like just the classic you know like a man driving you to the brink of insanity and <laughs> you're moving mad and outside his house shouting and you're still like no i'm not mad i'm not mad but it's just <laughs> it's just so funny and then yeah literally at mm. the end uh the chorus then becomes like the closing bit just becomes now i'm one of those crazy girls and it's just it's just a fun <laughs> song and like i just drama yeah yeah i love it i love it so um, I'll, I'll add that mm. to the playlist as well uh after laughter um yeah so after laughter is the most recent well yeah most recent really but it was um 2017 you know what? i don't know this could be controversial to say while like mm. riot is kind of one of the most known if you will and like most people who are into paramore will be like yeah you know like riot right is the album yeah after laughter might be my favorite if not like very tight like closely tied with um riot it's just oh, really yeah i just i i really really enjoyed it and i don't know it's just like certain albums i like associate with certain periods of time in my life so mm. this came mm. out in 2017 and um mm-hmm so did uh scissors control <laughs> and i just remember mm. so vividly the place i was like in 2017 <laughs> i was i was going through it <laughs> i was going through it uh mm. and i just feel like yeah like this album like i don't know it just it felt very kind of coming of agey yeah. and also just during the time mm. i was kind of coming into myself mm. and that was when i was you know finally kind of reckoning with like my sexuality and stuff mm. and finally owning it after years and years of you know all that shit catholic girl you know how I do. yeah um but <laughs> but yeah um i i really really like this album um and i feel like it's just a roundup of kind of how far they've come over all these years over all those years sorry mm. um it was what a 12-year journey 13-year journey since they'd formed mm. when this dropped and having like had so many fallouts with like band members and just so much drama mm. it just felt like and i feel like Haley said this as well like it was just kind of them kind of putting all that shit away and coming together to do what they do mm. and make this shit which i found really fun um and actually quick side note mm. i remember during the the tour for this album um i went <laughs> i went on my own uh because no one else <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes <laughs> it was during an awkward <laughs> honestly on, and I, I don't mind going to concerts on my own but it was during mm. an awkward time when like people had like exams and stuff so oh, okay. i went on my own i took a train from uni one evening went on my own um, and I had an amazing time. And there was this lady next to me who mm. was maybe like in her 30s, 40s on her own as well. Fucking living life. And I was like, <laughs> yes, sis, that's going to be me <laughs> in 20 years. <laughs> she was living. And I was like, yes, I felt it. I felt it. Sisterhood. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so in terms of um, this album and kind of uh, my favorite songs and stuff, uh, Hard Times just banger great song um as soon as i hear like the intro the drums and the kind of snares and all that stuff i get gassed mm. it's just like fun and dancey and the lyrics are just oh like the chorus is like you know hard times gonna make you wonder why you even try hard times gonna take you down and laugh when you cry hard times and i still don't know how i even survive and it's just it's it's just like kind of the juxtaposition of singing these lyrics while it's just kind of mm-hmm. a very kind of upbeat kind of song and it's just kind mm. of like you know when things are going to shit where you're still kind of like <laughs> i'm cracking up but it's just like yeah. just that kind of you know it's it's i enjoy it it's fun mm. uh rose colored boy also really really like fun song and yeah um i'm into it <clears throat> excuse me uh told you so 
fun song i enjoy uh forgiveness bit chiller um but like i really like the vocals on this and it's just yeah um i'm a fan uh fake happy is one of my faves it's just yeah it's real um and i like the little acoustic intro and then the transition to the kind of funky poppy kind of shit with like the keyboard and the drums and all that like i really enjoy Mm. 26 uh gets me in my feels um (laughs) it's one of those like lie down and kind of deep your life kind of songs Mm. way more chill like a lot more kind of stripped back and stuff um what was it uh yeah the some of the lyrics are like hold on to hope if you've got it don't let (laughs) it go for nobody and they say that dreaming is free but i wouldn't care what it costs me and it's like reality will break your heart survival will not be the hardest part it's keeping all your hopes alive and the rest of you has died so let it break your heart it's just kind of like oh Haley. (laughs) it's oh god damn (laughs) i feel it i feel it i feel it uh pool also i really really like that song um grudges uh also it does like the song and like the lyrics and stuff and the meaning like applies to the band and how they've all kind of grown up and changed and Mm. all that shit but um the i like the chorus it's like stop asking why why we had to waste so much time well we just pick up pick up and start again because we can't keep holding on to grudges um and yeah it's just um it's yeah it's a reflective song but at the same time it's like still fun and paramore e uh caught in the middle also really like um there's a line that personally resonates with me where she's like i don't need no help i can sabotage me by myself don't need no one else i can sabotage me by myself and i felt that um (laughs) i feel like a lot of us felt that Mm. um (laughs) and uh idol worship really fun chorus um and uh yeah just 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 a good tune um and Haley this year well not this year now it's 2021 isn't it uh in 2020 she dropped Petals for Armor, which was her debut solo album. Mm. And I remember her saying it was just kind of her kind of just being vulnerable and, you know, doing doing her own shit. Mm. Uh, so that was, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Um, mm. Simmer, Sudden Desire, Dead Horse, Over Yet, Pure Love. I enjoy their pretty good songs on there. Um, and just the word, just the general kind of word on Haley again and why I love her. Yeah. Um, Grow Up, uh, the song from 12, self-titled, sorry. She did like a mashup of that. Um, I remember during the After Laughter tour, she did like a mashup of that with 20 something by Scissor, which I thought was lit. (laughs) Love it. Um, Mm. I remember in, in, uh, during like the beginning of quarantine, like last year, she covered Scissor's Drew Barrymore and she's just been very open about how much she loves Scissor and like control and everything. And I'm just Mm. like, my two queens. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. wonderful, Yeah. Yeah. Legit. (laughs) Legit. Mm. And she's also done a cover of Passion Fruit by Drake, which I, on um, BBC Radio 1, which I fucking love. Um, mm. I love that song by Drake anyway, but mm-hmm. her version yeah. is just so, it's just so Haley, and it just, oh, it gets me in my feels. And she mashes it up at the end with Hold On, We're Going Home by Drake. And nice. just... Okay, yeah, I want to yeah. check that out as well. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, that's not on Spotify, which um, mm. <laughs> I think it's on SoundCloud, but I usually listen to it on YouTube. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, fuck Josh, Far- Josh Farrow, sorry, for the homophobic shit the other yeah, month i haven't forgotten so, like, when did he has is he still in paramore or like no no he's gone he left ages ago oh okay right right and right. they all like disavowed him and shit yes. but yeah no fuck mm-hmm. him but no Haley, uh i love you if you lot cannot tell i love this band so <laughs> I, love, I don't know how long i've been talking but i fucking i i love this but i love paramore mm. and i love Haley williams and 
yeah, I hope uh, this 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 tribute is not near enough what she deserves, but <laughs> it's just yes, <laughs> some words some words from a fan to you. So yeah, uh, okay, I'm done. Wonderful, beautiful. Uh, sorry. <laughs> You're Thank like, you for what that. do I do after that? <laughs> You know, like those TV shows where like one character just has an outburst and then the teacher just like, um, well, okay, thank you for that, <laughs> Shannon. Um, who's no, next? But no, thank you for that whistle-stop <laughs> tour of everything Paramore. Um, uh, I personally, I don't know what it is. I don't know how, like I've always heard of them, but I think like me and the emos, we just didn't get on in secondary school. <laughs> and <laughs> it took me a long time to undo my aversion to them which was like so unwarranted and was so like me just wanting to like follow the status quo and you know like oh why did like why do they have like ear stretches and like sleeve <laughs> tattoos and lip piercings and septum piercings and like emos must be so pissed off like the emo kids from back in my day because literally everything that they got like bullied for is now cool now and like I'd be pissed, man. Like, they are the white people of black people. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to the emos. Yeah, um, big up. They're, they're still in Camden, so, you know, you can go say hi when this is all over. But, yeah, in terms of Paramore, what else? I know I know, So Good, and I really like that song. Uh, which album's that from? So Good? Is that not them? Shit. <laughs> You know, why does it feel so good? <laughs> is that not them? Wait, is that a Zara Larson song? No, 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 no. The one that goes... Doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, oh, yeah, no, that is Primal. Yeah, that, it's not called So Good. Um, oh, right, it's, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's Misery Business. Hang on. Um, oh, what? And that's the one they're retiring? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Misery Business, yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh, what a shame. That one's a tune. <laughs> I mean, that's like this one of their signature songs. Like yeah. everybody everybody knows Misery Business. It's a great song. See, personally, if that was me, I would just like update the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> because that is a tune. Oh my days. Uh but anyway, yeah, uh shout out to them. So yes, much like you, I had a look at what was released recently. I didn't really see anything that really interested me. Uh, over the last two weeks in terms of new releases mm. Eminem dropped something that I oh, was never going to listen to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I decided to take a trip down memory lane and it led me to <laughs> decide to give a quick tribute to Lamar Le yes <laughs> that Lamar <laughs> yes speak on it our Nigerian green-eyed king of Northeast oh British soul. <laughs> Speak on it. So, if you are not familiar with Lamar, he first appeared on the short-lived Fame Academy series. <laughs> yes, the BBC has been trying to make a successful singing talent show since the early 2000s. <laughs> and the only success they've had in terms of like artists is what? Becky Hill? <laughs> Do you remember her? Who? The voice? Well, there we go. And uh, <laughs> Lamar. So, <laughs> Lamar, uh, he was on Fame Academy. I actually loved that show. I have memories of watching that show as a kid and seeing this black man on TV singing very well. I remember I even bought a CD when it all ended, like the Fame Academy, like songs from the series. And um, yeah, in classic style, 
Lamar did not win the first series. He was a runner-up to some very mediocre white people, who we have long since forgotten. But Lamar went on to find commercial success after three amazing albums. Uh, one of them was top 10. One of them was top five. So uh, he did really, really well in terms of those albums and released a string of timeless classics <laughs> such as Dance With You, mm-hmm. 50-50, Oof. Time To Grow, mm-hmm. It's Not That Easy, oh. and Someone Should Tell You. It's not that easy. However, Oof. my favorite Lamar track, without a doubt, is If There's Any Justice. Oh. Right? <laughs> Speak <laughs> on it. Speak For me, oh. it's one of his best vocals uh, like a toss-up between that and it's not that easy mm-hmm, i agree but yeah for me um if there's any justice just clinches it because it's like classic and modern all at once it was such a cool classy soulful track with a very simple premise if there's any justice in the world i would be a man <laughs> you would be my girl that's it also i loved the music video that was great lamar just like wandering the streets of new york with his significant other and she keeps on getting like snatched by like doppelgangers of him. <laughs> and he's just like, what? Where's she go? <laughs> so, <laughs> the video was jokes. Funnily enough, I was actually doing some re- like research into him. Mm. And I found some old reviews on CBBC. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Oh, wow. That's a throwback. I thought I would uh, share some of them here. So this first review comes from Tom. He's from New Malden. And he's 12. And he says, <laughs> it's a heavy song with a really catchy melody. Go Lamar. <laughs> uh, we have Jilly from Harrow, who's 12. She says, I'm not really into R&B slash soul music, but I can honestly say that this is Lamar's best song so far. Well done, mate. Uh, another one from Katie from Reading. She says, as a slower piece, <laughs> They may not have the instant appeal of some of the earlier works, but once you get into it, it sticks there. It's easy, 70s influence beat is smooth and unhurried, and yet at the same time, highly effective. But then we have Lily from Leicester, who's 14, and she says, I don't like this song, it's boring. <laughs> Lamar could have blatantly come up with something better. All right. And to that, I say, shut up, you basic bitch. <laughs> that is one of his best songs, and I will not tolerate Lamar slander on the uh... internet. What year were these comments posted? These were like 2005, five, six. Like it's it's Fuck from it yeah, yeah. It's from the noise. <laughs> jokes. Um, so they're full grown adults. We should find them now and <laughs> it, yeah, their like, What do you have to say about this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, I have a mortgage. Go away. <laughs> but yeah, Lamar went on to release a couple of albums after that didn't really do very well, um, and they didn't really break into the top forty. Um, he kind of experimented in terms of his sound. And I think that's kind of where he, he lost it a bit. Plus he took out his cornrows for the very last one. and was like, no, the magic the is in the rose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, he released his latest album called The Letter. And um, he kind of returned to a more soulful sound. And um, it was actually even more of a sort of earlier sound than he'd ever really like dug into before. Like it was very Motown. And uh, this album actually managed to chart into the top 40. It got to 31. So uh, that was his first album to do that in almost 10 years. So I imagine that's probably his last album. And I'm glad that, you know, he went out with one that actually did well. And yeah, I listened to it and I enjoyed it at the time. So, you know, shout out to Lamar. He's a pioneer in terms of 
black people going on uh, these talent shows. Like he was one of the first, you know, to do it and to do it well. He walked so Alexandra Burke could run. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Lamar. Thank you, Lamar. <laughs> Amen. I've actually met Lamar once um, at uh, <laughs> the event of a family member. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh, it's probably like 12 at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, you've told me this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just remember being, I was there with my cousin and she was fucking gassed. She was like <laughs> 10 years older than me. She was gassed. But uh, yeah, no, he was really nice. Um, we we try not to be too fangirly, but um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Lamar features heavily in um, some of my r&b like mm. noughties kind of throwback r&b playlists and stuff so mm-hmm. yes this was a good a worthy a worthy tribute to pay yeah i think so <laughs> other than that uh just a quick shout out to this is super 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 late this album came out ages ago but just victoria monet mm. her album um jaguar i believe uh is really good and i really enjoy victoria monet great mm-hmm. pen um she's yeah nominated for she's uh for a Grammy, sorry, for her writing credit on Do It by Chloe and Halle. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'd be loving me some Ariana. So uh, <laughs> they have this fun um, uh, <laughs> queer Beatty-esque uh, song called Monopoly, where Ariana sings the the chorus, I like women and men and all the bisexual like, okay, sis. So Victoria <laughs> Monet is actually bi um, and her baby mm. daddy is gorgeous uh they're one of those couples that just <laughs> you know when uh you the what's what's the word um the kids call it bi panic when you just see couples <laughs> like beck and jade from victorious is a prime example of like a bi panic couple where it's just like both of you are so beautiful what i love that How have I i've been joking yeah. oh. <laughs> it's i mean the the tiktok gays love it but um yeah, no, both of them. Her baby daddy's gorgeous. She's also incredibly beautiful and she's fun. Mm. Uh, and Leanne Le Havre's, her album also came out ages ago, but is also pretty good. So um, I'll throw a few of my favorite tracks from there on the download playlist as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think, is that all? Yeah, that's me done. Sweet. Uh, so that's us on the download. So we're now going to jump into the lowdown, which is our pop culture segment where we discuss you know celeb shit and uh shenanigans all that fun stuff um i'm not gonna lie to you guys uh (laughs) the past few weeks have been higgy haggard Mm, to mm, say the least mm. um and i just about mustered all my energy into that paramore tribute so the rest (laughs) of the shit we're just gonna vibe (laughs) and go with it it's cool (laughs) pure vibes um so yeah um so we'll start off with like some happy stuff um lewis hamilton is supposed to be knighted um so good for him Mm. um yeah for you know his driving driving things um (laughs) yeah so it's what british formula one champion lewis hamilton will be receiving a knighthood following his seventh world title awarding the driver one of his home country's highest accolades so um yay Mm, good good for for you sir yeah um i he makes gammons angry so i can't be mad at that you know yeah just the fact that he (laughs) occupies space in such a white place like that's enough for me yep he's got my vote so So, yeah well done to you yep and he do be cute sometimes that little fuckboy dangly earring thing he has going on so uh, well done sir Mm. uh ariana grande is engaged uh to her boyfriend dalton gomez mm-hmm. um on her seventh yeah. ring yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but yo, to yo. be fair she's only been engaged once before once, right yeah okay yeah, on. okay yeah. sorry <laughs> <Come on. laughs> 
But um, yeah, no, I'm happy for her. You know, mm. I, yeah, in terms of her boyfriend, I know nothing about this guy, but he just looks very much on brand for her typical type, kind of yeah. tall, sickly looking white men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very much so. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy if she's happy. So good for them. Mm. Yeah, I clap, saw a clap. tweet that was like, um, you know, that's one thing about Ariana Grande. <laughs> she stays with She the man. will love and she will get that ring. Yeah, And legit. you know what? Yeah, you yeah. Know, love again. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some of us will be like, you so. know, scarred and, you know, not wanting to trust anyone again and just be like, oh no, fuck you bitches. But nah, mm. she gets back on the horse. So I have to, I yeah, have to give her that. she's not afraid to do it. So yeah, yeah, we applaud her for that. Uh, So Lori, um, Oh my god, how have I just want Lori Harvey? Fucking hell. That <laughs> I don't be giving a fuck. Lori <laughs> <Laurie> Harvey <laughs> and Michael B. Jordan have uh, been spotted together a few times and have been rumored to be in a uh I don't know, relationship, uh coupling, romantic mm. entanglement. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean for, I'm not gonna lie, first of all, when I heard this, I was like, Michael B. Jordan's dating a black woman. Um but <laughs> That's hilarious because I was like, Laurie Harvey's dating a young man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Future is wait, how? Oh wait, Future's like almost forty, isn't he? Like he's he's a decent amount. Like she's yeah. slowly been like t- working her way down the, the age bracket. How old is Laurie Harvey? <laughs> she's, I mean, Laurie Harvey, like gorgeous, absolutely stunning, gorgeous. beautiful, beautiful. She's twenty. Well, fuck, she's my age. She's twenty four. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Raw. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So um. Yeah, that that's been rumored. I think they were seen um like in uh is it Salt Lake City or somewhere like snowboarding or whatever. Um but yeah, um that's fun. Um I hope they're enjoying Did she themselves. Did you have a date Diddy as well? Lori Harvey. Was that her or am I confusing her with someone else? Uh I I don't think so, but then okay. I don't you know. know. I don't know. I, I don't know either. But- <laughs> <laughs> Hold my hands up now and say it. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, they're both gorgeous, so um Happy, good for them. Uh, mm. Rihanna and ASAP Rocky also rumored. Well, not rumored. They, I think it's pretty much, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon? Uh, I just I can never tell with Rihanna. That's true. That's true. And yeah, she, I mean, she hasn't come out and like confirmed. She never but, will, though, will she? I mean, yeah, no. She. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, I ASAP Rocky. I don't really. He's 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 a colorist, but I, I so I don't really have it for him. I mean, he might have changed mm. in the how many years since he made that ignorant comment mm-hmm. but then he's also said mm-hmm. shit about like black lives matter and how it doesn't concern him so <laughs> I, I if she mm. is dating him slight raised eyebrow but um you know for me I, for some reason i had it in my head that she was older than him like because she just seems more mature than him how old is he they're the same age i believe i think they're both 32 he's 32 yeah yeah like to me he's just like a perennial like 20 something year old really yeah i just always see him as like young i don't know why um and so yeah i was a bit like well what's she doing with that little boy but then it's like (laughs) oh they're the same age for me it's just like hmm i don't know i was just i don't know if this is weird for me to say but i'm just like i felt like rihanna's just a bit too prestige for him you know you know i yeah but i think they've been they've been friends for a while like a few they have they have yeah and like you know they did their little gq thing together Yeah, yeah yeah um but I was getting massive friendship vibes. I was getting massive like, oh, you wish you could, boy. <laughs> like, that's what I was getting. Maybe, but, maybe. You know. I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone's confirmed anything. They've just... Well, I've seen some blurry pictures that silhouettes, yeah, and they do largely resemble both of them. <laughs> but, you know, 
I mean, in my mind, I'm like, I bet they're just fucking. <laughs> and maybe, like, Rihanna, she, she do be having those situations sometimes. Yeah. So, mm. I mean, I, I guess good for her. I, yeah, I, I don't really have anything for that. No. Um, Nicki Minaj uh, debuted her beautiful, <laughs> her beautiful baby boy. Um, he's, big fat baby that she always oh, wanted. Oh, <laughs> his cheeks, man. His oh. cheek. He's a little, little nugget. Mm. adorable adorable um i don't think we know his name yet his name's his is like nickname Papa is Papa Bear? Bear. i think that's his nickname i don't know what his actual oh, okay. name is um right 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 so right. yeah but i mean yeah he's cute as hell um mm. and i'm happy that she's in her mom bag and doing all those things um i really yeah. wish she'd keep her husband out of her photos but you know it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> No one likes that man. <laughs> <laughs> no, even the barbs don't like that man. Legit. But uh, yeah, no, uh, that's nice. So I'm I'm happy for her. Mm. Uh, is that all the happy stuff? I think so. Um, okay, so uh, Zoe Kravitz is getting divorced. Um, hope she and her white man are okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Zoe Kravitz. I didn't even know she was married. Yeah, she got married. Uh, it was 2019, I think. It was very, very recently. Oh. I remember I heard this news. I was like, I swear she got married like five minutes ago. But um, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, that's unfortunate. I hope um, she is doing good. Um, my DMs are open. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. no, 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 I'm trash. Um, but yeah, no, um, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I, I hope she's around friends and family and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Okay, so uh, Kim Kardashian and uh, Kanye West are also oh my days. reportedly getting a divorce. I uh, know that. You know what? Actually, I'm not that sad about Zoe Kravitz's <laughs> one. This one, I'm a little sad about. <laughs> are you at? Oh my god! <laughs> like, I don't know why. I just whenever there's a couple that people are like, oh, they'll be divorced in like a year or two. Like, I'm always kind of like, you know, wanting them to go on. And although they sort of are complicit in each other's <laughs> foolishness sometimes. <laughs> Shenanigans. Um, I just, I don't know. I was just, I don't know what it was, but I was just in their corner. I wanted them as a family to go forward, if you get what I mean. So I was a little mm. bit sad for them. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, to be honest, I just, <laughs> I just hope those beautiful, beautiful children they have are, are all well and good. Um, That's sad Saint, too. Oh, That's Saint sad West too. is the cutest, cutest mm. little thing. It's mm. Absolutely adorable. Um, but yeah, no. What would she say? Apparently, uh, the article: the forty-year-old keeping up with the Kardashian star is said to be "quote unquote" done with her rapper husband, <laughs> who was staying at his ranch in Wyoming and has "quote unquote" no plans to reunite with Kim in LA. Uh, page six reported that a divorce is imminent for the Hollywood couple. Mm. Bah, 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 bah. A source has told them they're keeping it low key, but they're done. King Kim has hired, sorry, um, Laura Wasser, divorce lawyer, um, and they're in settlement mm. talks. Uh, it's been reported that Kim stopped wearing her wedding ring while Kanye takes an extended break in his four, $14 million ranch. Um, and yeah, so. It's yeah, saying they could be preparing for a, or they are preparing for a, what could be like a two point two billion divorce, in terms of like oh, yeah, the assets oof, between. Oof. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> There's sixty million dream mansion in Calabasas and all that. Oh, all that shit. What was that? <laughs> what was that? I mean, I know he hates that song and he wishes he never wrote it. He's actually said that many times. And she ain't no gold digger. <laughs> but what was that line? He said something like. 
when she leave your ass, she gonna leave her hand. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest though, who's the richer party? I feel I like, feel like Kim, they're on par. They with might each be other. on par. Is Kim slightly? I don't know. Like Kim holds her own. Like Kim's got money. Yeah. So who knows how? But isn't he like? Her. Oh, actually, wait. No, isn't he like? Wasn't there a story like a few months ago where he was complaining that they weren't saying he was a billionaire? So he's probably. Oh, okay. I mean, I doubt he actually is, but he's probably like close. Right. To yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're both incredibly wealthy and have way yeah, more money yeah. than I could ever mm. dream to possess. Mm. But um, yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, well, you Kim, can't say you she didn't try. Like <laughs> she did. She did. She put in. She put in her time. And there were like divorce rumors, like when he first started acting out and yeah. all this, like president shit and everything but mm. she yeah i'll i i don't have a lot for the kardashians but <laughs> you know <laughs> uh divorce i mean sucks either way so you know i hope they're okay i hope their kids are okay mm. um mm. <laughs> wait 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 before we uh move on mm. what the <laughs> what the fuck is going on with jeffree star and Kanye west <laughs> I mean, like, I doubt it's true. It's just a funny rumor, but what, isn't it? Like, so what is the rumor? That he was fucking Jeffree Star. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jeffree Star. Didn't he? I think I saw a tweet of something like Sunday service. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was after like all the rumors started. So I think he's just playing into it. For, oh, you know, for okay, okay. But that's also why it was fucking hilarious. I was like, <laughs> Sir, please. You know what, though? If this turns out to be true you lot have got to give you lot have finally got to give Azealia Banks her props because I am telling you now this woman is an oracle <laughs> like she has predicted so many things. you mean that chaotic predictions list she had like last year <laughs> yeah. on Instagram stories when she was that one like... I think that was a bit that was she was in a different bag at that time but I mean, I'm telling uh... you she there has been so many things that she's actually been like nah i'm calling this i'm calling this i'm calling that blah 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 she's been saying um kanye has been getting dick on the low for a while <laughs> or booty rather i believe she says he's been getting booty on the low for a while um although she kind of says that about everyone <laughs> she, also she called bullshit on the jussie smollett thing from day one like from time when we were all still back in Justin Smollett, she called bullshit. Uh, but then actually, I think it. Mm, I say this like I want to be like you know. Oh well, you know, like it's that whole like old Foucauldian thing of like how madness in civilization used to be seen as like you know being one of the spirits, and these were like a sacred people who had you know, insights into, like, the future and stuff like that. But then sometimes I'm also like, or is it just like, you know, the whole, even a broken clock is right twice a day kind of thing. (laughs) So, I don't know, man, but every once in a while, Azealia Banks says something months in advance, maybe years, and then, you know, it kind of comes to pass. So, I'm just saying. (laughs) That's your fave, I ain't got got anything for her. (laughs) But I just find this all ridiculous. I just, if this is true, I mean, I, I was talking to like my friend who's like my 
inside uh, person who's pretty much like TMZ. She's mm, just super tuned into like, <laughs> yeah, especially Kardashian shit. But she was like, you know, according to my trusted, my trusted blogs and sources and stuff, it's not Jeffree Star, but it is like a makeup guru person in LA. So, and she was, what did she say? She was like, if it turns out to be um, fucking James Charles, I'll actually lose oh my mind. My but gosh, um, <laughs> no, I will not. No. It's, uh, I mean, no, apparently, I mean, I wasn't really aware of it, but she actually told me about it. She was like, yeah, no, the rumors about Kanye being gay like and she told me about this months ago like I didn't know that was a thing but then I remember I watched like an episode an older episode of South Park mm. and there was that whole like Kanye like is a <laughs> gay. gay fish kind of joke gay. thing yeah yeah, yeah. Gay, oh yeah fish dicks <laughs> yeah yeah fish dicks yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so yeah apparently it's been that's been a rumor for for a minute but um mm. yeah i don't fucking know yeah. um, um that's, yeah <laughs> it's just i mean but, and then I'm, that's the thing i'm not sure whether the rumors come from just the fact that he wasn't like a like a trapper like that <laughs> and but also the fact that i think he has like a gay cousin and i think he stood that, up that'll do gay. it oh yeah, no st- <laughs> <laughs> no that's not <laughs> No, no, like he stood up for him um, and like went on camera in like I think the early 2000s and like stood up for gay people, which is something that not many uh, rappers did <laughs> in those days. Um, so who knows if it's kind of stems from there, which would be bullshit as well. But yeah, I mean, hey, Kanye, live your truth. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was interesting. A little... It can't be true. Not Jeffrey. I, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like we're living in a simulation. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, I, you're right. Nothing shocks me. But I, I would... I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I hope not. But <laughs> we fucking said that. Oh, the Sunday service. This guy, man. Yeah, so that's mm. that on that. Um, what else have we got? Uh, uh, do you want to talk about the Iggy Zalia thing? I don't really care. <laughs> no, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it funny that apparently Playboy Carty was like playing video games with Lil Uzi on the day she gave birth. I mean, that's that, terrible. Yeah, that's that is terrible. But but just the imagery <laughs> of it is kind of hilarious. Because just Lil Uzi himself as an entity just makes me laugh. <laughs> Um, cause that, that nigga little and he's just funny. <laughs> mm. He's just funny. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, hey, you know, shout out to Onyx. I hope you're well. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Onyx? I just, Is that the there kid? was a, vi- okay. <laughs> the baby, yeah, yeah, there was a video, um, uh, oh, for those of you who don't know or care, like, apparently, yeah, like, Playboy Carty's, like, a shit father and, like, won't sign the birth certificate and, like, hasn't been around and looking after mm. his son and yada, 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 and was sleeping with some other bit, girl, mm. whatever. Um, But um, I remember there was a, because he, after, like, Iggy had all these sweets and stuff, there was a video of Playboy Carty with, like, the son, um, like, playing piano or whatever. Like, he was just holding him in his lap while, like, doing something. And then I remember someone quote retweeted it. And they was like, oh, now you found time to hang out with Oxtail. And I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, I mean, I'm not making fun of the kid. I'm making fun of this name. Actually, <laughs> I mean, Onyx, I don't, I don't hate it's the name. It's not a terrible name. It's not, not the worst. Name, but just, mm. yeah, no, it's yeah. actually fine. So we can it's just the Oxtail it. made me laugh. But, um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, good luck to you, sis. I we guess we told you to um, leave our men alone. <laughs> listen, you wanted to be, and even during all of this, she was still putting on like the black scent and stuff. I was like, yeah, sis, like, yeah. si- uh, sister, <laughs> I should say, relax. Like, um, okay, what else is there? Uh, 
<laughs> okay, so um, obviously uh, it was New mm. Year's recently, and um, we had the London London mm. fireworks, um, as we do. Uh, during this fireworks celebration, <laughs> they had uh, a Black Lives Matter kind of O2 Black Lives Matter, um, and they had like you know the 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 you know classic kind of resistance mm-hmm. Black Fist in the fireworks and stuff and they were playing Stormzy <laughs> and yeah just basically <laughs> exactly great song mm. great song um and yeah just basically kind of um drawing oh yeah shouting out the the mm. movement I guess and like just yeah historical things that happened in mm-hmm. 2020 whatever of course um we live in England uh so um the the non-racist Brits were very very <laughs> upset about it um I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to read uh, an extract from the Daily Mail because I feel like we just need to get into okay, the mind of, you know, <laughs> of the gammon. Um, <clears throat> revealed. Taxpayers pay $1.5 <laughs> million for Sadiq Khan's woke <laughs> New Year's Eve light show featuring BLM fist salutes and NHS tributes after he masterminded <laughs> event and worked with the BBC and the Met Police to keep it secret. Sadiq Khan spent up to 1.5 million on mm. public money on a BBC-backed woke pro-EU NHS and BLM <laughs> firework and drone display on the Thames that was cooked up in secret <laughs> with Scotland Yard and narrated by Sir David Attenborough, Mail Online can reveal today. Labour's Mayor of London kept the taxpayer-funded event a mystery to avoid crowds gathering during the pandemic at Greenwich Park. At Greenwich, sorry, where rockets were fired from a barge in the river and 300 drones flew above the O2 Arena in southeast London. 10.8 million lockdown Britons forced <laughs> to celebrate New Year's at home and eager to bid farewell to a miserable 2020 tuned into the BBC One to watch the display, which City Hall told Mail Online had a 1.5 million budget with Mr Khan having final sign-off on the content of the display. Many watching on TV were outraged and said the show was ruined by <laughs> politics after Thames Bridge were turned blue and yellow in a tribute to the EU as the UK finally left and 300 drones made the shape of a BLM <laughs> fist and a turtle with Africa on its shell during a climate change lecture by Sir David Attenborough. Mr. Khan also defiantly tweeted critics this morning by sharing a Mail Online story and saying, anyone else think it would pretty good? Leading to a mixed reaction of those who enjoyed it and others who blasted him, including one who replied, no, you made... Oh no, let me change up the voice. No, you made New Year's Eve celebration political. Disgraceful. Another another one tweeted sarcastically. Apart from the BLM and EU images, the commentary, the god-awful singing, and mostly dodgy musical take, I really liked it. Last week's... Um, another one wrote, Even making firework political now sported for me. <laughs> and one angry BBC viewer said, It was a disgrace. The whole thing. Propaganda. Fireworks. Lights and music. Wish we hadn't watched it, like many others I know. Uh, yep. Uh, oh, no, sorry. This one was funny. Um, <laughs> one irate viewer who pointed to Mr. Khan's previous pro-EU displays tweeted, Had my London fireworks ruined by politics again? Turned off after four minutes. <laughs> <Again>. Well, <laughs> again. <laughs> but last time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, legit. Um, so, you know, I mean, bruh. 
I, I, I can't. I don't. I don't have it. I don't have it. I don't have it for this mm. for these people. Mm. We do this every time, literally, like with the yeah. Sainsbury's advert. We we just we keep. <laughs> what more is there to say? What mm. more is there to say? Mm. You hate niggas. We know. Like <laughs> it's not our fault. We. You give me my country's diamonds and gold back, and then maybe I'll consider leaving. Mm, Until then, exactly. Shut it's up. Just, it's got to a point where it's like, look, okay, yeah, we actually are trying to antagonize you now. <laughs> like, we want to <laughs> stoke out your like racist views because we need people to see it over and over again. Like, we need people to wake up and see that we live in a racist society, and people can't like even bear to like talk about race or have race like have things like a spotlight cast on anything that isn't whiteness. And the second that we do that, we, mm. it's so easy to get a rise out of you. And I think, yeah, I think Sadiq mm. knew exactly what he was doing. I think he knew that it was going to be controversial and he said, fuck it, because actually this shouldn't be a controversial topic. Uh, where, you know, it's been a crazy year. Uh, yes. The <laughs> pandemic has been part of that. But all lies exactly. But all lies part matter. of that has also been, just the horrific things that have happened to the black community this year. Um, so yeah, it would be stupid to ignore that. So, like, it was mm. a massive thing. You, it's I, what? And even the eat, like, I uh, just I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> but where else can I go? Options <laughs> limited. Where can I go? <laughs> limited. Uh, honestly, existing as like. A black queer mm. woman is just because if I want it, if I decide like I'm just gonna, you know, year mm. of return it out or whatever and go back, like I can't no. fully be me no. authentically. Like mm. it, it ain't gonna work. I mean, one like definitely like the gay thing and just yeah, the mm-hmm. gender roles and all that shit. Like mm. it's not gonna work. But obviously here, <laughs> I mm. and even in London, obviously which is very metropolitan, whatever. Like it's still. Like niggas mm. here are still racist mm. as fuck, so you know, mm. I just got to do my thing in it. Um, stay <laughs> mad. That's it. I I love the fact that they played Stormzy as well because you know nothing gets them more <laughs> yeah. irate than Stormzy. So I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks, yeah. Nikon. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, well, mm. it was a cute little fireworks thing. Um, we watched it. Uh, anything? Oh, oh okay. Uh, did you see? You saw that video with Tiffany I was Pollard, so right? Upset. Damn it, Tiffany. You are one mm. of my faves. You, not, not you. you. Not you. Literally, she has that, you know, she has that meme that's just like, not you. Not you. Like, oh, oh. I was really upset about that because I fucking love Tiffany. Like, I grew up on a diet mm. of Tiffany New York Pollard. I watched Flavor of Love. I watched Flavor mm. of Love 2. I watched I Love New York. I loved I Love You Do- I Love New Did York 2. I watched I Love um, New York Goes to Work. Like I stand. Oh my Tiffany. god, you're so yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I stand Tiffany Pollard. Like before it was cool, okay? So uh, Yeah, I was just a, a, a bandwagon jumper when I saw the mm. memes and stuff. And then when I, she came on CBB, like, like Celebrity Big Brother. And just did what she's been mm. doing, like oh, yeah. you know, her craft <laughs> that she's honed for like 10, 15 years. And she just did it there. And I I was just so happy that she even managed to become like a bit of a crossover star. And for her to do this, oh, I was just... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, context. Um, for those of you who haven't, or like you don't know. Uh, yeah, Tiffany Pollard. Um, I mean, Bernie just told you who she was. Uh, personality, um, TV personality and all that. She There was recently a video 
Uh, it was from a show, I believe, called One More Chance. <laughs> Why did I say it like that? One More Chance, but it's spelled like, no. you know, American like, <laughs> Mo, like One More Chance. Uh, so uh, the show follows rapper Kamal Chance Givens as he looks for love. Um, stars Pollard in an episode. Da, 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 da. So in a clip, um, she's talking to a contestant. Uh, yeah, Tiffany, Tiffany Walker. Um, so yeah, she's basically kind of lambasting mm. her over her gender mm. identity. So um, she said, you didn't shed any light on the questions that I had and I feel like you have a situation and I do believe that you're a man. Um, Walker replies, um, I know that I'm not. Pollard then said, uh, does it bother you when I call you, when I tell you, sorry, that I feel like you're a man, that you have genitalia, like a pe- ugh, like penis and balls and sweaty dick. Uh, what does that do to you? Does that fuck with you at all? Um, and then the contestant's like, no. And like the contestant's face, she's like, huh? Mm. Um, and then Tiffany's like, that's what scares me. And that's why you're going home. And then uh, she eliminates her from the contest. Um, so yeah, she was saying like, you know, she had not been forthcoming about her mm. gender. Uh, the girl who she was talking to, first of all, is cis. But second of all, like, it doesn't really matter. It was gross. Oh, it was like, it was transphobic. It was just unnecessary as fuck. Like, why? Mm. Why, why, why did she... And then she had this kind of lame-ish apology where, you know, obviously everyone like blasted her because she, no, that was, she's such it a... It wasn't even an apology. It was a statement. It wasn't. It was like, she, it like, was. she actually fully came out and was like, on it, like the way she said it, I don't even think she wanted you to think it was an apology. She came out like, no. you guys got me fucked up. Like yeah. her yeah, first legit. words are, she came with you guys are mad us. at me and there's no reason to be. It was <laughs> I like... was like, no. Legit. Legit. Yeah, she said exactly mm. that. And like, I don't have a transphobic bone in my body. I love and respect him on the community. You should know that. I want you to <laughs> like, oh, what? Um, and then she goes into like, you know, like I'm also, I'm a woman and I've been called a man and da, da, and me calling a man. Like it wasn't disrespectful. It was just me like, you know, yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah, literally. I was just like, not you, not you. I know. But. And like, I just knew like <sighs> she came out the bat swinging and didn't take very long for me to realize that this woman didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Like, mm. the very first time she even went to, like, she was, like, transgender. Like, she couldn't even say transgendered. <laughs> I was like, this woman doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> then she keeps on misgendering trans women because mm-hmm. the fact that she's saying, oh, I, I thought you were a man. I thought you were, like, she thought he was a man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or they were a man. She's, like, saying that trans women aren't women. That's what she's doing in that. She's, mm. like, misgendering them. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Sorry. Where is it? Because there was a lie that she said that I just couldn't believe it. Then she goes, she says the words, because she's talking about uh, the, the other Tiffany, and she says, mm. if, I call a, if I call a heterosexual, you know, hereditary woman, if you will, a man, and I'm like, hereditary? What? <laughs> I'm like, you don't even know the word cisgender. So you have no fucking clue what you're talking about here. Like, you are... I think it was a it was a mixture of like ignorance in terms of just being you know like a, having bad views and uh, like a horrible sort of mm. uh, stance on something, but also like old fashioned ignorance and also she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about and what she should have done. I think like there there was genuine just like I'm stupid I don't know what's going on here and not being actually aware of how harmful. Uh, what she was saying was but then it was also backed up by a refusal to learn from this and grow from it and i think that's what was most 
annoying about all of this because I I can it's one thing to just be like shit I'm actually just dumb and I didn't realize and if you come with a correct apology and you're ready to work on that Mm -hmm. then that's something we can work with but when it's like you're dumb Mm-hmm. And then you're standing in that dumbness and, and you try yeah. to explain yeah. yourself out of it and you make it worse. It's just like... Be quiet, yeah, Tiffany. Like, in the words of Tyra up. Banks, be quiet. We were rooting for you. Yeah, we were all rooting yeah. for you. It was, oh, it was... I remember when I saw uh, it and like, you know, I saw oh, Tiffany's cancer and I was like, you can't cancel Tiffany. <laughs> and then I saw it and I was like, oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so like violent, you know? Like... Yeah, it what that violent is the word. Mm. It was just, it, I I just that's what floored me. I mean, obviously the comments were like horrific, but just the mm. the way in which she was saying these words, yeah. And the girl's face as well was like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? It was just like I and like the visceral imagery and like you know a hairy dick and bald. Like I just, mm-hmm. it was just so yeah, uncalled like, for exactly. And I would have hoped like she knew if better. that actually was yeah, like if that actually was a trans woman. That would have yeah. been such an like a horrific traumatic thing to go yeah. through. Um, like it was just weird enough, like for like her to be saying that anyway. But like, if that actually was a trans woman, I can imagine that just being like just like a nightmare to have that to happen to you and to be like called out like that in such a vicious and like you know confrontational way as yeah. well. Like, how can you say that you're not transphobic when you think that you have the right? to like interrogate a person's gender identity and like say that they're like, you know, untrustworthy because of that. And then to literally send them home yeah. <laughs> for the fact that they may be trans. Like, how can yeah. you now say you're not transphobic? That's insane. So insane. I was very, very disappointed in yeah. Tiffany for that. Very disappointed. Yeah. And like, as like we all know, like obviously black trans women have mm. such a, like their average lifespan is what, like 30 something mm-hmm. because they have... Uh, like disproportionate violence used against them. Like they are disproportionately the most murdered in mm-hmm. the community, mm-hmm. um, in the LGBTQ community, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, suicide rates and all that stuff. Like they are some of the most vulnerable people mm. there are. And for this woman who, again, is such an icon <laughs> within yeah. the LGBT community yeah. and like, you know, By we, we love Tiffany. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So it's just so disappointing for her to one perpetuate this kind of rhetoric yeah. and just be so callous about it and yeah. then afterwards after being dragged rightfully so to then come out swinging like we're the ones who are fucked up for yeah. calling her out yeah uh it was just very disappointing mm-hmm. um yeah shame nah you, mm. shame on you uh do you sorry this is i wasn't even going to include this but i literally i saw this on instagram on um out magazine just before we started have you watched Brokeback mountain mm. Yeah, I have. Have you? Uh, <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> I, I don't know why I haven't, I haven't watched it. Um, but no, I just... What? Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> nah, it's fair enough. I mean, I'm now, I'm, I probably now will, just because I guess it's a quote-unquote classic or whatever. But the, um, yeah. the author, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this just kind of tickled me as like someone who read a ridiculous amount of fan fiction as a teenager. The author mm. basically came out and said that... Um, she just hates that uh she wished that she's never written the story um Mm. and basically she's just been annoyed at like one people who write fan fiction and them like changing the story (laughs) and like the ending and stuff i mean that's literally what fan fiction is like (laughs) it's it's literally like we're not happy with the original or like we want to adapt the original like that's the whole concept yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) 
and there are some fan fictions i'm not gonna lie it's better than the original <laughs> like fight me mm. uh but yeah no she's basically like you know she hates people that are that hates sorry that people like write fan fiction about it and then she gets people like contacting her and say that you know like it's it's sad and stuff and yada 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 <laughs> um what did she say uh, i'm just gonna get her comment so she said um uh to the question like so what is brokeback mountain about she was like it's about homophobia it's about a social situation it's about a place in a particular mindset and morality um and that particular mindset she didn't say this but she's like and that particular mindset doesn't allow for happy gay people <laughs> mm. um this is in the article um mm. and yeah uh she said i figured one of these idiots who love happy endings would come along and start messing with it i want to keep the story <laughs> as it is it's a strong story and it shouldn't be mangled into everybody's uh lives sorry everybody lives happily ever after um so oh, yeah it's not that deep <laughs> it's not that deep. i was like bro it's, it really is it it's like, not that deep. like if you go to the wikipedia page and look at the plot it's the it's same it's still there <laughs> and that's what i did before we started recording <laughs> just so i knew what the what the premise was um so yeah one of them what like dies or something sorry spoiler alert if you haven't i mean how many years is this movie but um <laughs> one of them dies or something right yeah, and then tragically yeah i mean yeah oh yeah it's like you know the gays were never happy in these, in these movies but <laughs> yeah. she's like i wanted to stay that way how dare you <laughs> um <laughs> so that i just found that amusing um mm. so i guess last thing uh did you <laughs> did you want to talk about the the georgia smith Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna. Now let that you it's died down. I want to put my two cents in it. Okay? I'll, I'll, <laughs> because... I'll let you start. I'll throw my two p. Okay. So, um, context. Uh, <laughs> there is an artist. Uh, well, you know, we <laughs> we spoke about them last week. Our emerging artist, Any, and she released released a track called Pang Black Girls, which had Amir Brave featuring on the original remix, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit murky in terms of what the original was, what the first remix was, what the second remix was, but I think there was an original. I don't know if Amir Brave was on that first original, but she was on the first remix for sure. Then there was a second remix featuring Georgia Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the first the original song was released. People loved it. Beautiful video, as we spoke about last week. And then um, she releases the remix. Um, and it is a, a true remix, not just simply getting someone else on like for a different verse. Like the production is completely different. The mood of the track is completely different. And I will come back to that in a second. <laughs> and so it's a true remix. And they decided to not have Amir Brave on that remix. Um, and... This, if I believe, well, from my perspective, I didn't see much uproar about that at that time. I think the uproar came when uh, this sort of music platform, Colours, who do these, yeah, yeah, like sort of studio, live-ish performances. Yeah, they have a lot of like underground artists and stuff. There we go. And um, they did a Colours performance with Georgia and Any. Oh, any and Georgia rubber, and and that <laughs> See, kind of, you're doing it. <laughs> well, that was the problem. That was the problem. I'll also come back to that. <laughs> so um, this uh, remix comes out, and the colors performance comes out, and um, a lot of the promo is actually focusing on Georgia Smith instead of any, mm. and then this generates a lot of discourse around 
colorism and well mainly colorism really and mm. the erasure yeah. of uh, dark-skinned women dark-skinned black women and yeah. then the conversation kind of went to because at first it kind of started with you know hang on a second this is any track put some respect on her track like why are you just talking about georgia and then the conversation kind of turned to hang on a second but why did you get rid of amir brave and then there was just lots and lots of conversation about how this was blatant colorism how they had erased uh, amir bro from the track in and put this light-skinned woman on there instead and just how horrific it was and people were making references to my wife and kids and how they replaced claire mm. to uh <laughs> the fresh prince uh, light-skinned yeah, aunt viv so yeah lots of uproar lots of conversation but a lot of the mood is feeling that this was colorist this was a race shot so um i think it's best that we go to any herself <laughs> and see what she has to say about it since it's her track <laughs> so she goes on to <laughs> the new the platform of the moment clubhouse <laughs> Oh my and God. she gives you a niggas in clubhouse <laughs> she was like hey i know what the people are okay <laughs> so she went to clubhouse and she gave a statement so i'm going to read it out so she starts off by saying the first lyrics are there's peng black girls in my area code dark skin light skin medium toned there's always been a division amongst black people and i see it i hate it it's what inspired the lyrics of the song it's why i wrote that section I dropped my first song in April. So this narrative of any is underrated, it doesn't make sense because I've only dropped one song. So that's again, the whole like, why are we not talking about any, even though this is like her track, like she's so underrated and she's saying, well, actually I've just come out. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Give me time before you say I'm underrated. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. So a particular person heard this song and somehow Georgia heard the songs. She heard the original and she heard the remix that had just my verse on it. She heard what I was saying and she was inspired as an artist because we're musicians. We make music. We're creating art. And she wrote her words. I heard her words and I said, shit, she's spitting bars. And that's where it went from there. Um, I understand from the outside how it can look weird, how Amir was on the original and nowadays it's lights can go on the remix. But for me, it was just art and it was a beautiful moment. I shared beautiful moments creating the song with both artists. So to see this narrative spilled everywhere, it's very dumb and annoying and it's even embarrassing. I understand it's a big issue in colorism and I'm not negating that. I know that. I'm a dark-skinned woman. But to form a narrative, uneducated narratives, on a song that's meant to be positive and bring people together, it's just been quite disgusting and disheartening. And then she left the chat. <laughs> so she <laughs> didn't need to hear other people discussing her song for her. She was like, I've come to say what I've said. I've said it. I'm out. So that's how she feels about that. Um, I Obviously, she feels very strongly about that. Um, and her feelings are valid. I just want to make it clear. I personally wouldn't say the conversation around it has been disgusting. Uh, just me personally. But I can understand how if that was your song and it was your art and it's been you believe twisted i can understand why you would feel that way but i can definitely understand her saying that it's disheartening as well um so yeah basically any is saying you lot are doing too much and i'm inclined <laughs> to agree with her <laughs> the reason i'll say this and i tried to get like a balanced view of this i went on to gaudem mm -hmm. i read an article and i thought it was quite a thoughtful <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do my work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screwing. Wait, who was it? Who was it by? Oh, I, miss, I I was going to put down the name and I didn't. 
Um, is, she, is she like, is she mixed? I don't, I, I don't, well, you'd like to think not. <laughs> um, do you want to quickly search? Because if I do it, it's going to mess up my... Um, yeah, sure. Do you know what it's called? Uh, if you just type in any Gaudem, it will come up. Well, any Gaudem. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as I was saying, I went on to Gaudem and uh, I saw a piece. I thought it was a thoughtful piece and it highlighted some really interesting things like how colours are always platforming light-skinned singers like yeah, Georgia, like Mahalia, which is true, very true. Which is true. Um, and they also said how Amir Brave doesn't believe that this was done maliciously by Georgia or any. And it was more to do mm. with the team and, you know, the powers that be. So I thought, yeah, like I said, there were many interesting points in there. However, just from my perspective, looking at everything, I feel like it's a bit patronising to kind of explain to the creator of a song who is mm. dark-skinned herself that mm. by having Georgia on this remix that dark-skinned women have kind of been erased from it when she created the song herself and she knows what she wanted to embody with that song and this is her song like as, as strange as that may sound like she should have that autonomy about who she wants on the track that's what led her to have Amir Brave on the track in the first place. She's like, this is my song. I want her to feature on it. For a remix, she's, I don't know if this sounds harsh, but she's not obliged to now bring a featured artist onto another remix. Secondly as well, the remix was a very different vibe. The first song was yeah. vibey, was bouncy, was like positive. The remix was a bit more introspective. And... um I feel like the the mood of the first song really suited Amir Brave's vocals. You know, that the the articles kind of said like, why couldn't Amir Brave be concluded on the remix? The remix had like a different mood to it. And I feel like those specific vocals from that specific track wouldn't have fit with the vibe of that song. Maybe, yeah, she could have re-recorded her vocals and then brought a different mood to it. But, you know, money as well, like, <laughs> you know. And also it's like, any should be allowed this opportunity. She shouldn't have to, be denied this opportunity to um yeah. work with also a label mate they're on the same label she should yeah, not be that, denied yeah, this opportunity to work with an artist who is going to bring a wider audience to her mm. work um mm -hmm. and i feel like it's kind of unfair to put this burden on any a new artist with a new label new manager and now she's having to tell people oh by the way I know you've brought me onto this track with this really famous artist who's going to bring me, but can I also like bring my friend? Like she can't just be telling everybody what they're like, you know, there are some decisions that are actually above her as well. But at the same time as well, like I totally get it because yeah, there is a painful pattern of dark skinned women mm. being erased for, yeah. in order to put light skinned women there. But this, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's quite the same. I feel like the, the the issue was actually a lot more nuanced than people were giving it credit for. And I feel like, I don't know if this is too strong a word to use, but I feel like in many ways, people were kind of like triggered. Like they saw it, they were like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. Like this is like, yeah, yeah. and I get it. The optics were mad. Any yeah, admits optics, it. The it optics, they were, they were sus. But I think like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with interrogating it and being like, okay, let's just see what's going on here, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like there there was spaced for more nuanced uh, discussion and it wasn't quite there. It was quite just, it was, what's the, it was quite polarized and there wasn't space for like nuance there. So yeah, 
And then finally, as well, my my final point. Mm. If you actually look at the comments, <laughs> more than anything, people were just simping over George Smith's body. <laughs> but I think I think that's kind of also part of why and people that, were annoyed because they were like, absolutely. they've taken this song that's about empowering black absolutely. women, and now you're just like, absolutely. And that women. I agree with, and that I'm like, okay, that's for me. That's where like the conversation should have been focused on. I feel like it should have been focused on, hang on a second, this woman has created a great song and all you can talk about is George Smith's body. Or this woman has created a great song and certain media outlets are focusing on George Smith and putting her at the beginning of their video to make it look as almost as if any is like a feature on her own song. I feel like it was definitely yeah, more yeah, a yeah. question of the way the media were responding to it and men <laughs> in general were <laughs> responding to it. But I feel like any kind of got, and Georgia a bit like kind of got caught in the crossfires of it. Yeah, yeah. When the issue was a bit more complex than 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 we gave it credit for personally. That's that's how I feel about it. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, I have a couple. I mean, yeah, we kind of had a chat about this, what, a few weeks ago or whatever. Or when, oh yeah, when all this kind of happened and everything. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah, like optics wise, I think <laughs> it defo like was not a good look. Mm. Um, but upon kind of further interrogation, mm. I agree with you that I feel like this wasn't quite in terms of when you look at like all the factors and like the fact that they're on the same mm. label and all mm. that other kind of stuff, like I feel like this isn't quite the situation yeah. for that like narrative, yeah. If, yeah. if that makes mm. sense. In terms of like um uh like dark skinned women being replaced mm-hmm. and everything. Um okay, I'm just I've I've got a few mm. points. I like first, like in the song, like any, you know, she says, you know, there's uh paying black girls mm. in my area code, dark skin, light skin, mm. medium like she shouts out all yeah. kind of mm. shades of of mm. black and there's I feel like it's also like in the when people have the discourse about like colorism and stuff, there's sometimes a bit of a conflation between light skinned people and mixed race yeah, people. Because one, not all mixed people are yeah. light skin and uh not all light-skinned people mm. are mixed so there is kind of a, a bit of conflation there because there's slightly different true, conversations true. in that when they're also having conversations about like blackness and who is considered mm. black and who you know um in terms of you know the status of mixed people and like should we call them black and etc etc i i mean me personally i <laughs> i identify mixed people however they tell me they want to mm-hmm. be identified off the bat just instinctually when i see mixed people i just see them as black mm-hmm. but if they say like i'm mixed then i will refer mm. to as mixed i i think it's gonna be very hard for them to try and claim white or you know yeah. whatever obviously being mixed it's not just white and mm-hmm. black like um and there are mixed people who are from like um naomi osaka she's half black yeah. half asian half japanese mm-hmm. and she's very proud of both parts yeah. of her heritage and you know that that's awesome um so that's i guess just kind of a point <clears throat> a point to be made um yeah i i <laughs> yeah what you said like the georgia remix like it was just a different mm. vibe i mean personally i really i like the georgia version a lot um yeah i, think I, like her them both. Was, I mean yeah they're both awesome and amia's brave vocals are like really really nice on the original but um i like georgia's kind of like the verse mm. especially and what you say um black girl magic is sometimes mm. blue might have broke a hairband or two like i think i I just love like the wordplay on that and mm, it's just it resonates yeah, and yeah. again obviously there's a discussion to be had about like when yeah. she's talking about you know 
you know people call um that lyric which is like um raise my voice like say that i'm angry or whatever and people saying like oh is she really going to be perceived like that because dark-skinned women are really like and fair enough fair enough fair enough but i like decision wise i think it was a business decision like georgia is the bigger Mm. artist and it's a remix and Mm. you want to get you know traffic to it so it made sense you can maybe again have the dis- um, discussion about why she's such a big artist and where color colorism sorry plays into that and i mm-hmm. agree that especially with like the r&b girls there is kind of very much <laughs> a bit of a, a brown paper test situation yeah, going on true. i can't lie um i mean i still bop to those girls because i i think they are mm. good but at the same time i think there are a lot of uh dark skin um black r&b singers who are like nowhere near as popular when Mm. they are as talented or even more talented Mm. in some situations Mm. so that is a fair point to make um and yeah like in terms of the promo and stuff and that kind of feeling that it was almost like anything featured on georgia's song like i remember like i saw that video where it was literally just like (coughs) just just georgia and like i mean i'm not gonna lie i feel like they set (laughs) us up because (laughs) they did there were some instigators out there for sure she's she's but like they didn't have to do that full body thing she's i mean and look ain't her fault like, she can't cover like, up all the time she's buff. Like, this is the like, thing like it's, yeah it's 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 a, like she is so beautiful and like it is it's annoying how distracting it is yeah yeah, yeah. so i feel like that was a that setup was. but i mean <laughs> but it ain't her fault in, yeah it, it's not no. her fault and on that like i feel like georgia whenever we like people have the kind of colorism discussions Mm. and stuff and about colorism in the music Mm. industry and everything i feel like she is very often a target and Mm. to be honest like she (laughs) it's it's like when people have the discussion about like colorism in hollywood and they always like come for zendaya (laughs) when they should be coming for like the amandless (laughs) the amandless of the world (laughs) because they'd be like taking roles that were written for Mm -hmm. dark-skinned women and uh you know so whereas Zendaya, you know, she's very much like, if it's for white women, I'm going to go yeah. for it. If it's for black women, I'm going to let my darker skin sister mm-hmm. take it. And part of the reason mm-hmm. I love Zendaya. But I feel like Georgia is often a target. And she, like, as far as I know, she hasn't said yeah. anything problematic or I colorist. There are a lot of other girls in the game who you could come for, rightfully so, who have said some yeah. wild shit about dark skin black women. Um, but the fact that Georgia is always kind of <laughs> the target mm-hmm you know uh, i yeah i mean like voice ability music wise like personally like i enjoy georgia yeah. smith i can't like i mean there are times you know she's been live that's a bit uh, <laughs> dubious but overall i really like her music i think she is a good artist and <clears throat> i like what she brings to uh the uk music scene mm-hmm. and everything but yeah it's, it's a hard one because i i understand yeah. the sensitivities and why people would react the way that they yeah. do because there is like colorism is very mm. much a thing and it's not just this passive kind of thing that just goes to like dating preferences mm. like it's way deeper yeah. and has like much more significant effects yeah. on people but i just felt like this situation wasn't quite the time or like wasn't the right situation to as i mean i, I obviously i know optics wise how it yeah. looked but having looked at it holistically i don't quite feel like the outrage was it was almost misdirected almost. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the main thing. I and to and say. that's the thing that like, I feel like the, the issue with Twitter discourse is that it can be so like dichotomized and it's like, Oh, it's yeah. this versus yeah, yeah. this. And it's that, well, actually there are so many different things that play here. Like, you know, people, like people talk about George Smith as if she's just one 
talentless like fraud who just <laughs> would not be anywhere if she wasn't light-skinned and it's like there, there are so many things at play here like yes of course we can find um darker-skinned women who are more talented than georgia smith i'm sure there are there um, there are plenty out there but mm-hmm. it's it's a mixture of so many different things like it's a mixture of opportunities yes i'm sure her her skin tone comes into it i'm sure pretty privilege comes into it and yeah. then you know we yeah. have to discuss okay but you know is she but then people will be like as if she's only pretty because she's light-skinned as well like yeah. <laughs> there are just so many things at play here and yes it's complex and yeah they can interplay for sure but to say that oh this has happened and it's simply because of colorism i think that's why i was like i don't know man i feel like mm. we just need a bit more discussion here and i think that's what i was kind of just like i was just seeing the discourse and i was like oh this isn't <laughs> i just don't know how i feel about this <laughs> but i yeah, get it i get yeah, it yeah but you know they're both both versions but, are great know, songs and i think the sad thing though the sad thing though is that when you actually look at this, this is actually going to probably be detrimental to Mia Brave. Mm. And I'm not blaming people for this, but I'm just saying, you know, people had the best of intentions to have this conversation. But then when we actually look at life and what will actually resolve this conversation, it will probably be detrimental to Mia Brave. It will probably be, at the most, it will be like embarrassing for any, and she said herself it was embarrassing. And it kind of just steals, again, it takes the sort of limelight away from what it should be focusing on. And finally, like, Georgia will be fine after this, you know? So it's like, I I, I don't know if the discourse even, it's just like, it's important to have the discourse, but when when we just think, okay, so what's going to happen as a result of this? You know? So, Mm. and that's that's no one's fault. No one's to blame. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, mm, yeah, just, I mean, just closing, closing point. I don't even know if this is a point, but I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about like um, mixed people and kind of where they stand in the black community. And like, I Mm. have seen like, you know, mixed people on the CL, like a lot of them are just so, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, a lot of them are just like, I'm tired of this constantly being a, like my identity being constantly Mm. being a, a point of discussion yeah. and some people feel very strongly in like I am mm. black like when I go out into the street they don't see my white mom they see mm. me mm-hmm. and my you know black skin or whatever mm. um I mean like we've already like we've been going on for a while so probably not enough time to like delve into that mm. but yeah it is I mean yeah I guess just going back again to optics and the people like you know who you know, probably would not see mixed people as black in terms of seeing this song that's celebrating black women than mm. seeing uh, this mixed race person put onto the song. But at the same time, I would say Georgia is one of those mixed people who's very much like proud of her Absolutely. blackness, like celebrates Absolutely. it, uplifts it, Absolutely. uplifts like her darker skin mm-hmm. sisters and brothers and such. Yeah. So I personally like don't have any issues there. Yeah. Um there are there are some mixed people, you know, Tamaga who be doing the most yeah, and <laughs> will distance themselves sorry, just side flip. Have you seen there's this fucking clip from um their TV show where uh Tia is like making fun of Tamara and like uh, <laughs> calling her like a valley girl. And then yeah. she's like, I really hate when you like it's like make me sound like that, especially when I'm black and the way Tia cackles is so oh my funny. Gosh, I love that clip. It's so yeah, fucking I, like, funny. I, I saw it when screamed. you retweeted it. <laughs> 
and I was screaming like she could not it's take like her seriously cackles. and it's hilarious because like you could see like, especially when I'm yeah, black like, <laughs> Tamara summoned all of the blackness she could muster <laughs> that was the best she could go especially because I'm black <laughs> like, oh was that the best you could do sweetie <laughs> oh <laughs> she really tried she uh, really tried her and her white republican husband can go oh, away but yeah anyway back to the point um yeah i you know hopefully this doesn't you know negatively impact any too much um i the song is sick both mm. versions are amazing in different ways mm. um so yeah uh good luck girlies it's <laughs> it's gonna be okay mm. but yeah that, that's all i had to say on that Okay, so now we're going to jump into Dear Download, which is our listener oh, letter yeah. segment. <laughs> I always forget and I'm like, ooh. Okay. Um, come on, stay with it, stay with it. Uh, <laughs> which is our listener letter segment um, where we answer, you know, dilemmas, mm. queries, uh, general life going ons um and all that stuff so yeah if you have any in- anything interesting or anything you need advice on or i don't know anything fun mm. we don't care um feel free to email us at deardownlow at gmail.com there's also a link on our link tree where you can send stuff in anonymously if you want to but uh yeah we're gonna jump in so bernie can take it away okay um <laughs> give me a name <laughs> uh tamara Tamer. actually no let me not do that to you um tia? let me not do that uh, tia yeah tia. <laughs> tia okay so and i like the name tia, tia says <clears throat> first of all guys i just want to say how much i appreciate the podcast please keep it up you guys are bringing so much light at an unusual time Thanks, babe. Oh, thank you. So my question relates to dating and men because, of course. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm currently getting back into the dating scene for the first time since a breakup two years ago. Found myself dealing with some fears I didn't even know I had. Do you have any tips for being open to love again after the first heartbreak? How oh, do you let your Christ. guard down? How do you trust? <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> come for the jugular okay right? yeah, <laughs> being able to tell when something is a red flag versus a trigger based on your mm. past relationship that's flaring you up mm. versus a genuine flaw in the other person that can be worked through <laughs> <laughs> because when these things come up the ick it gives you feels the same and that gut feeling of wanting to retreat is there but you also yeah. know that not all the person's flaws are assigned to throw in the towel. So how do you tell when to stay and when it's assigned to dead it? Thank you guys. And my final question for you both is what are your top three wishes for 2021? Okay. Well, we'll, we'll come to that Oof. one later. Do you want to How do you open up off? again after heartbreak? Mm. <laughs> mm. Bitch, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> you gave to the wrong people. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we are emotionally unavailable.com over here. Um Woo. Uh okay. Um oh, bloody hell. Um I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's just funny. Um timing wise. I in terms of personally, mm. um I'm probably in a similar not quite 
it's we're in different situations but similar ish in that like you know recently um been been through it uh <laughs> and not not quite in the place to um let another nigga into my heart mm. like that um mm. but i mean i think one perspective time uh perspective and time sorry are important um you said it's been what like two years since you and your ex broke up so mm. you know i'd like to think that and like yeah you're trying to date again so i'd like to think you're kind of over that in that respect mm-hmm. and wanting to move on and everything mm. um i mean I, I guess you just got to kind of take a lesson from ariana really like <laughs> i <laughs> relationships like they are most of the time temporary um and I guess I mean love in general it's it sounds really corny to say but like it is a Mm. risk isn't it and there's always going to be that chance that things aren't going to work out and you know you're you're going to be fucked Mm. up because of it or you guys are going to hate each other or whatever whatever there's always that Mm. risk but like the positives I think usually Mm. outweigh it Um, obviously if it's not like a toxic Mm. situation whatever so I feel like yeah just give people a chance like if they're not showing like glaring red Mm. flags and like things that are like no Mm. this is not like this is not it give people a chance like be open um but also maybe like not take things too seriously in the beginning stages just see dating is kind of like i don't know i don't want to say interview process but like it's just Mm. you're just getting to know Mm. people like you're just getting to know someone and if it gets deeper and like it gets that level then great if not then you know it is what mm. it is you keep it moving but um i'd say try not to maybe make it seem like a be all end all and i need to like perfect this one pick because they, they have to be like perfect in every respect because like realistically like you're probably i know my friend fucking she hates this because i remember when she <laughs> <laughs> remember saying to her like oh yeah like i don't know i can't remember the mm. context which i said this because it sounds really bad mind um just saying it when she tells it to me it sounds like really bad mind thing of me to say and i feel Mm. like there was context there but i think apparently i said like oh you know but like all couples break up you guys will probably break up um and they eventually did break up so she still like hasn't let that go but i mean it's true like bitch it wasn't my fault it's statistically it's true but um i mean yeah <laughs> she's uh, she's probably listening um i mean yeah most relationships will end up in breakups mm. and like it's not the end of the world mm. so you just got to enjoy the time while you're there um i especially like when i kind of date casually i just i just have fun mm. like mm. it's not as relevant now because lockdown and everything but you know dates and stuff like mm. it's, it's just a fun time and you know experiences and like sometimes I'll have done things with people on dates that I haven't done before and it's just like, oh yeah, that was a cool mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Um, things didn't work out with that person, but like, you mm-hmm. know, I had a fun time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would just say, um, yeah, just be open, like keep that perspective, like try not to be so like, I have to like get this right like yeah. now and make sure, yeah. you know. Da, da. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of red flags, uh, things that it what, what, was, what was that point she made about so red flags? So it was uh, being able to tell when something's a red flag versus a trigger based on your past relationship yeah. that's flaring up versus a genuine flaw in the other person that can be worked through. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously red flags are kind of very subjective and what might be a red flag to you might not be a red flag to me or someone else. Um, so I guess you just have to know yourself and know what is like, know your non-negotiables, mm. I say, f- like for defo. 
So, um, like, I don't know if, if you say like mm, this, mm. if this guy is, I don't know, shows any sort of misogynistic mm-hmm. or colorist tendencies, mm. like that is an immediate, eh, you're out. Yep. But if something's like, I don't know, he, <laughs> Android or he's, I don't know, he's not 6'3", like, you know, it's, they're, they're mm. nice preferences and stuff, but like, it's, I, I don't think it's, I mean, who am I to tell you what yep. should be a non-negotiable, but there's some things that like mm. don't have to be non-negotiables mm. if you feel me um and yeah red flags in the same way like if it's something like if they show traits like me i know that <laughs> i mean me as a person like i'm i'm a shitty texter and like mm. I'm, i don't really enjoy it i'm more of a either hangout yeah. or like call person but in relationships or if i'm dating you i very much like mm. persistent communication and i hate inconsistency um so if you know someone is taking like a day at a time to respond to a message that is not gonna yeah. do for me and that is a red flag so stuff like that, I would say, um, you know, mm. keep in mind. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of knowing what, um, and in terms of like, yeah, you mentioned about triggers and stuff, like obviously there are some things that will, that might've come up in your past relationship um, that might be triggers and stuff. Um, I guess, yeah, just paying attention to to that. And if it's something that, you know, is bad enough that you feel like, you know, I, I, don't feel comfortable then you know but at the same time you <laughs> and i need to take my own advice but you need to give people grace like new people and like i know a lot of men like they like to do that thing of like oh you know like punishing me for your ex or like or if you're if you're if you had like a shit dad like they're gonna be punishing me because it'd be me, me. but i don't agree with it because yeah. they're usually like stupid but in some respect, you need to give people grace and the benefit of the doubt and not just assume that they're going to be just like the last person you dealt with. If they show consistent patterns mm. and are like shit in similar mm. ways, then they might be. But, you know, most of the time I would say give people grace, um, give them time to show themselves and like who they really are before you decide that like, no, like they're toxic. They're doing the same thing my ex did. I need to cut them off. Um, and yeah, because, and yeah, some, I mean, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're a woman, mm-hmm. a straight woman, but like, niggas, uh, like they're, some of them are okay, you know? <laughs> I like, I like to, I like to bash men, but like, honestly, like some of them, mm. a, I mean, a lot of them yeah. are okay mm. and not terrible. So, and yeah, sometimes they just need to be given a chance. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I would say. I would say, um, to sort of follow on with the, um, sort of like employment interview analogy (laughs) i would say like you know when you when you go for a job and they have that i totally agree with what you said about the non-negotiables like they say these things are desirable and these things are essential Mm. and i think if you're feeling a bit confused and there is nothing wrong in actually just you know doing the corny shit and writing shit down like there's nothing Mm. wrong with actually making a list and saying okay these are things that i would like but if yeah. they ain't got it, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. And these are the things that I need from a person. And, you know, try and really, really get it right the first time and really understand what you truly, truly need. And then once you've got it, don't let it go. Because <laughs> your needs your needs may change, but generally you are aware of what you really, really need. And if someone can't fulfill that, don't confuse it for something that, can be negotiated about like you know if you know you need someone who communicates really well but then suddenly you're finding oh you know what they actually tick like all these things are my desirable things are most of my essential things like no 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 no. they're essential for a reason like they need to tick off all of those things 
And it's okay to sometimes, you know, realize, actually, you know what? Genuinely, I thought this was essential. I thought they needed to be 6'5", but actually... I can do six. <laughs> like, that's fine. You can make, make slight adjustments. Many times, many times. <laughs> but there are some things that you know you shouldn't compromise on. Mm. So just write down that list. Find out what you really, really want from a man and then, or person, whoever you're dating. And um, just make sure that that person that you're dating meets that if that's what you want. If you're looking for like a serious relationship, if you're just looking for a good time just to get onto the dating scene, then I would actually say, Take your expectations, like, sorry, not expectations, but I would say, I said this before, it's my, like, it's my method and I stick to it. No hope. (laughs) Go in with no hope. I know by expectations, I don't mean as in like standards. (laughs) I mean like, you know, dreaming about what might happen and blah, blah, blah. Like you kind of just have to sort of like surrender to the moment and just say, hey, let's just see where this goes. Um, but it, it sounds as if you're actually looking for something serious because you've said about being open to love again after the first heartbreak. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, you know, like a heartbreak is it's a part of, it's part and parcel of love, you know, and relationships. And like, how do you learn to trust? I guess you've just got to realize, again, it's about understanding what you need from someone. And like, I guess just think about, okay, how can a person like make me feel comfortable and secure in my relationship? And then see whether they do those things. So if they're not, I don't know, messaging you enough, or if they're not uh, just giving you the reinsurance that you may need, you just need to think like, what things make me feel secure and see whether they can do that for you. But also you've got to just um, sort of resign to the fact that it does take time to realize whether someone, um, whether you can trust someone. And the only way you can know whether you can trust someone is by investing I guess (laughs) you have to like put into that relationship and build those memories and get to know them and obviously as you get to know them that there's no it's difficult to trip like okay I'm just getting to know you but I'm not gonna develop any feelings for you yet because you know I don't know who you are unfortunately that's just the way it is like you do have to have a bit of skin in the game so uh, yeah that's that's what I would say and then in terms of like flaws and triggers and blah 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 and red flags again you like to come back to it you just need to know what you will accept and what you absolutely will not accept because yeah there are some flaws that people can change like messiness maybe um mm. lateness although actually that's a hard one to <laughs> speak of experience mm. that's a hard one to, <laughs> to shake <laughs> but yeah there are some things <laughs> but there are some things that people can work on and there's some things that actually yeah. you know what even if this is something that they should work on Maybe I don't need to be there for that. And you just, you need to sort of have a real think about what your like boundaries are, what your like limits are and what you will accept and what you're not willing to be a part of. Um, So yeah, you've just got, go on. Yeah, sorry, no, I was just going to say, I will say um, that point you just made about like um, things like they can change whatever. Mm. I mean, in some cases they might tell you to like fuck off and be like, who Mm. are you? But you can also communicate those things yeah. and be like, you know, I, I, I don't like it when you do this or I like this. Da, da, da. And there are some things that people will be like, oh shit, like, I'm sorry. Either I didn't realize I did that or, oh, I know I'm really bad about that, but like, I'm going to make a concerted effort to try. Mm. And yeah, so I think communication is also important mm. in that regard. Because some people genuinely like don't do things to be malicious. They just kind of don't really think mm. about it. So if you pull them up on it, they will, if they care about you and they want to like, they like you and they want things to progress, they will make 
an effort to change mm-hmm. that if they don't then they won't and then you know like it's not for you but you know but um yeah no sorry carry on one last tip as well actually date multiple people <laughs> yeah <laughs> i say that because <laughs> that helps to sort of balance things out um it helps like when maybe one person isn't texting you <laughs> then another yeah. person texting you <laughs> I got my other nigga. like it, it also just helps you to like keep things a bit more balanced because yeah then things can sort of progress at a slower pace you know but like if you're just dating one person it's very difficult to not place all of your like hope and you yeah. Know, yeah yeah it's yeah. very difficult not For to sure. place that on them so do not be afraid of dating more than one person at a time i know that sometimes people find it difficult and sometimes it's like oh but i've got my favorite <laughs> me <laughs> and i get that it <laughs> happens but i think that's something i find as well that really helps yeah i i agree um i i'm very much it's the it's the gay in me like i'm sometimes monogamous to a fault and even if i do talk to multiple people i've still very much got that one person who is the favorite and who i'm like this is this is my this is my bitch or nigga whoever uh gender non-conforming person um but yeah i think diversifying definitely helps uh in terms of managing expectations mm, and mm. if one person like you said isn't replying to you then you're not like oh my god what am i gonna do mm. they're not replying you're like, like I'm, just I gonna text, I'm gonna text jamal like it's cool like <laughs> darren darren can text me when he wants because i got you know uh mm. whatever the guy's name i just said and whoever else so <laughs> yeah no multi multi dating and especially now i mean we're not going anywhere like exactly. hinge is there like mm. <laughs> go go crazy set up a roster i'm um i, I mean i keep saying this stuff like i'm i myself <laughs> i'm gonna do it i'm not but i do advise other people to do it because i think it is a good mm strategy to kind of just help mm. keep you a bit level-headed mm. and you know so, like at the moment yeah like yeah. like i said like um we ain't going nowhere so actually now is a time where you can like just just play around like it's all just virtual it's like a game <laughs> like these aren't <laughs> even real people like, yeah <laughs> it's <a> simulation <laughs> like just you know just play around like all you're really going to do is just be talking with people having little conversations this is kind of like low stakes almost at this point so actually i think now is a it's a decent time to just have a try and see what's out there and just maybe even just build up your like stamina and endurance for just like, you know, getting back in the game. And then finally, when we're out of lockdown, you'll be ready and like, you know, have a hardened heart that can just take anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Good luck to you. Oh, and part to two to the question. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, top three Goals, wishes for 21. Um, uh what a money reside what a money reside, what a money reside. <laughs> that's what i want to be uh a good a good well-paying job um that i'm happy happy with um mm. in the i mean it's gonna be part of my sound off but um <laughs> as a recent recent uh post-grad mm. graduate uh job hunting in a pandemic is the absolute ghetto mm. and i hate it um so yes a good job that i'm you know satisfied mm. with um a fucking car because it's been <laughs> yeah, long enough and yeah. <laughs> i need yeah. one um and just to be what was it uh it, at the beginning of pretty hurts when they're like Mr. Ward, <laughs> what is your um what is your aspiration in life and she's like my aspiration in life oh that's it <laughs> i'd never expect to be asked that my my aspiration is uh happy. to be happy <laughs> It's like, oh, oh, nah, dead ass to be yeah, happy. Yeah. <laughs> Whether that, legit, yeah, to be mm. happy. Whether that means I, you know, I'm, it, it's a career thing or, you know, it's a 
mm. romantic thing or whatever the fuck um just to be content and not my usual ball of stress and anxiety and sad shit so uh yeah so just i guess yeah that's probably the main thing um happiness uh the way <laughs> the year's going so far i'm not too sure about that but um yeah hopefully that materializes but um yeah no i'm just i'm just finna chill you know uh had a birthday recently so um it's a new year new me in in all respects mm. <laughs> as they say so uh yeah i guess yeah i guess that's that's my answer mm. about you buddy. my free hmm. um <laughs> my friend asked me this the other day she was like you know happy new year so what do you want this year <laughs> and i was like <laughs> me i want if yonce <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm actually ready. Like, Are you serious? I don't want to be a player. I don't want to be a player no oh more, God. man. <laughs> like it's interesting. Come on, because... songs. <laughs> I was actually thinking Davido, but you know, go off. Oh. <laughs> that was also a tune. I want you um... to be my wife. Yes. <laughs> what was it? No, you're thinking of him already taken in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of Davido. Um, I don't want to be a player no more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is that song called? I can't remember, mm. but I know what you're talking about. Fall, fall. Um, so, yeah, I was thinking of that. But, yeah, um, I'm actually just done. I'm, like, done out here. I am done. Like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> I'm just tired of it. Like, tired of the hustle. <laughs> um, and I'm just tired of, like, like, I keep... I, that's the thing I, I've been saying this for like four years now I keep saying like I feel like I've got one more heartbreak in me <laughs> before I settle down and I just feel like I keep having these like relationships with people where actually I'm not that invested and like yeah. I want to be and I want it to be like a full relationship where I'm just like putting everything in like I've been saying I just want like a proper relationship but I seem to be only ever able to find <laughs> like these things where the feelings just aren't quite reciprocated. Um, mm. Sometimes, you know, uh, it's unrequited on my side, but more often it's, <laughs> it's, it's the other way. Um, and that's, but that's also, I guess, because of the way I date as well. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> that by the time I actually get to meeting you, it's very highly likely that you are quite into me anyway. Like that's just the, my selection process. I, just like like, that, right. yeah. I, I could do it in a different way. And for sure I could be like going these days with people. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with you, blah, blah, blah. But the way I date, it actually just whittles it down to the people who are usually just into me. And then I find that myself, I'm not actually, that's the thing. I'm not really like a, a get around kind of guy. <laughs> and that's not to be disparaging or anything, but I am very much like a, just have one sort of partner, whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, um, even if we're not necessarily um, a relationship. Yeah. Um, generally, that's just how I roll. And so I, I find it easy to just like fall into these kind of like easy, pleasant kind of, you know, situationships. But actually, I'm not super, super invested. And I feel like I'm just kind of tired of looking. And I, to be fair, I think, that was also on me like I feel like I wasn't although I was I did kind of want it I also wasn't super intentional I like super wasn't putting myself out there if you get what I mean mm. 
and I'm just kind of tired of it now. I just want something like something meaningful and real. Like, and, uh, no, that's that's actually that's dismissive of like the past kind of relationships I've had because they have been very meaningful to me and I've enjoyed them and stuff. But I just want something that I'm like, like all I really want is to just be obsessed with someone, <laughs> and I haven't had that for a yeah. while. Um, I've had like, oh, I really like you. I'm enjoying getting to know you. We got really well. It's just vibes, blah, blah, blah. But I haven't just been obsessed with someone for mm. a while. So I'd like that. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was one. Uh, two, I'd really like to work on my uh, relationship and walk with God. Mm. <laughs> um, 2019, 2019, lol, 2020. But you know, also 2019, <laughs> my like... <laughs> Christianity was just like non-existent um and you know that comes from I would say 90% just from the difficulty of like reconciling queerness with uh, Christianity and just not being bothered to do that I'm just like you know what that is like too much of like a Rubik's Cube for me like I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna put that to the side really can't be bothered to try and like balance these two things or try and marry these two things together um mm. so i just kind of put my christianity to the side and just did me for a while and don't regret it because i feel like it was a very important period for me to just kind of understand myself um but at the same time i it doesn't feel right to not be pursuing like that relationship with god for me personally so mm. that's just something that i want to work on um, and that's not me saying, so I'm not credible. <laughs> I'm delivered. <laughs> it's me saying, Andrew's like Andrew I'm going to work. I ain't gay no more. <laughs> I, ain't gay. I don't like me, it's no more. <laughs> um, that's me saying, I'm just going to work harder, just being both. Um, mm. And yeah. yeah, that's, and I think that's, that's yeah, before it was just more of like a energy thing. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I really can't be bothered. I haven't got the energy to be trying to like, you know, make these two seemingly disparate things come together but um I just feel like yeah I just feel like now is the year for me to you know really just come back to something that does add a lot to my life even though it does complicate things in many ways it also adds so much so that's something I'm going to work on and then finally number three I think just sort of pursuing creative endeavors so like this um the podcast you know i hope to just continue as we're going on and just you know just continue having fun and just seeing where the year takes us and creating but also um just some of my other pursuits uh I like to dabble in djing so that's something i'd like to um just continue with mm-hmm. but yeah i'd say those are my three things like i obviously there, there are so many other things like one thing that i say to myself every year is that i want to be kinder to myself mm. um, in mm. like every form and literally not just being like you know no you're not a piece of shit like but also like <laughs> the other things that you may not consider like yeah. going to bed on time and like yeah. not putting yourself in situations that just don't benefit you and things like that yeah exactly like that also comes into being kindness or being kind to oneself (laughs) so um yeah that's also that's just like my perennial like (laughs) resolution but yeah I'd say those are my three things that I'd like to achieve this year Mm. (laughs) worthy 
worthy goals. <laughs> but uh, no, thanks. Thank you, Tia, for the question. Yeah, thank you very um, much. Good luck in your dating endeavors. Mm. Uh, <laughs> hold, hold strong, girl. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, if you guys have any dilemmas or anything of the sort, again, um, please do email us at deardownlow at gmail.com. And as I said before, the link on our link tree for sending in mm-hmm. stuff anonymously. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's us for Dear Download. Yes, um, so we're now going to jump into the damn lies. Honestly, uh, as I said earlier in the show, um, <laughs> this has been, you know, you get what you're given. So uh, I have not yet had time to read over the Brexit deal um properly or at all um i have skimmed over some articles and such kind of summing up the main things in it i guess um so um in the interest of time and since i actually do want to read it uh i will or yeah we'll talk about it next episode properly when i've had a chance Mm -hmm. to look at it and form proper coherent thoughts whatever but um <laughs> boris johnson says you know he's thought it's struck the right balance and it'll be good for britain so i'm sure it's wonderful mm. um <laughs> no one ever. uh so what else is there <laughs> okay so the uk so the uk's um chief medical officers have defended a decision to delay second mm. doses of the pfizer um vaccine in order to prioritize first doses saying it will protect as many vulnerable people as possible while the coronavirus is running rampant um i'm just going to read uh just a few bits from from this article um so it's uh the new strategy announced wednesday like last week by the head of the uk's medicines regulator mhra means the interval between doses could be extended to up to 12 weeks instead of the three weeks previously stipulated It's prompted a debate among experts with the British Medical Association, a body representing UK doctors, criticising the move to postpone appointments for very vulnerable patients currently awaiting the second shots. So also, yeah, the Doctors Association UK also raised real and grave concerns over the new vaccination strategy, warning Friday that it could undermine the National Health Service's patient consent process, as well as completely failing to follow the science. Meanwhile, Pfizer have said that it did not have data to demonstrate that just a single dose of its vaccine would provide protection against the disease after more than 21 days. Pfizer and BioNTech's phase three study for the COVID-19 vaccine was designed to evaluate the vaccine safety and um, to evaluate the vaccine safety and efficacy following a two dose schedule separated by 21 days. Pfizer said in a statement on Thursday, there is no data to demonstrate that protection after the first dose is sustained after 21 days. But the chief medical officer for England, officers, sorry, for England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland defended the move in a letter to healthcare professionals, uh, saying it was based on the balance of risks and benefits and that the great majority of initial protection came from the first jab. Uh, other people, like the BMA, have warned on the warned about the impact on emotional well-being, um, saying that uh, the BMA believe these patients have already been promised by the NHS and local clinicians that they will receive a second dose of the vaccination next week. They've been they've have given their consent to receive it and quite rightly are expecting to have it. And yeah, basically just more sciencey stuff. And um, mm. yeah, so yeah, point being, um, <laughs> if there wasn't already enough kind of 
skepticism and feeling of Mm -hmm. uneasiness around this Mm -hmm. vaccine uh these i've this government i just sometimes i feel like they're just trying to kill us like and not just us like black Mm. people but like just us collectively because what i i mean okay i will state like preemptively in general like i'm not anti-vax um in regards to this vaccine personally i feel like one, I'm not a scientist, mm. so I feel like I can't come on here and be like, hey, I don't know what, what's in it specifically. <laughs> I know having like read stuff from like scientists and people who work in the field and everything, like normally in terms of vaccines, mm. there is just a fuck ton of like procedure and regulation. And also in terms of money and all that stuff, which is usually why it takes ages for vaccines to be developed in this situation considering this is a global pandemic and this virus has shut down the entire world there have been more than enough resources and money and impetus and kind Mm -hmm. of vim to sort this out as soon as possible Mm -hmm. so in that respect i don't think that they would have produced something that they didn't think was safe Mm -hmm. obviously nothing is going to be 100 percent effective i know that and that's with any vaccine However, I just feel like personally, um, it, it's just it's just too big of a deal. And like this this virus, is, it's like fucking up everyone and it's like fucking up the economy. And the economy is one of the most important thing to <laughs> world leaders and everyone. So I feel like in terms of like conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and everything, like I feel like it would be a really concerted effort for everyone to come together to produce this vaccine that's going to, you know, make you grow a bubble or whatever um or a third leg or whatever the aunties on whatsapp are saying like i'm not like obviously in terms of especially with black people there's very real evidence in terms of medical racism Mm -hmm. and how things have been used on us in the past and i understand skepticism in general however i feel like this like i i personally like i don't have qualms and i like i just keep like we'll harp on the fact that as someone who's not a scientist and knows fuck all about any of this i am going to (laughs) trust you know the experts that i've heard from and like i've read things from that this at least for unless you have like allergies and stuff like that to certain ingredients like it's not going to you know be this horrible like rotherberg thing that's gonna control Mm. your mind or whatever 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 um, and they, honestly, at this point, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I want to. Me. I want to see my friends. <laughs> I want to see. There's this video of uh, this kid. Uh, her name is like uh, Zaza or something. You've probably seen the memes by her, where she's just like, "What I do? What I do?" This little like light skinned baby. She's funny. But um, there's this one video where she's just like, "I don't. I don't even know how long I've been in my house. I want to see my friends. My friends." And I just feel sis so much. Like, yeah. I want to see my friends. I want to see my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to just like i miss life yeah, and yeah. at this point they can fucking i will shot that <laughs> vaccine if i have to like stick it in me i don't mm. care so yeah but anyway um point being they are not the uk government are not helping in convincing not people that <laughs> this is not safe by purposely doing stuff mm. that on face value seems dumb and even if you're trying to like make the argument that you know we want to try and vaccinate as many people as possible mm what is the point if you're not administering it in the way that mm. it was supposed to mm. be done and the way mm. that it was done during the clinical tests? Right. So I just, no strategy, just vibes these a lot. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so annoying because like, 
like you said, there is so much mistrust with regards to this virus and people are very skeptical about it. And Mm. so you would think that they would ensure that the rollout of this would go out with like major hiccups, you know, from the beginning, like they start giving up the virus, the the virus, they start giving up the vaccine (laughs) and then they've given out some, then they're like, oh, by the way, uh, don't take this if you've got serious allergies. It's like, what? (laughs) What, what, Why are you taking this like after? So then that happens. Then, you know, the, the, that lady who fainted on TV after getting it, that wasn't her fault. That, was, <laughs> that wasn't her fault. That was no one's fault that, you know, and that's fair enough. That's like the hiccup that you're supposed to, that, that's just the hiccups that come. But it's like when you keep on making all of these stupid mistakes, then we don't even know what's like, you know, what's like, okay, that's fair. And then there's like, okay, well, this is just incompetence, you know, like it all just gets blurred into one. And then this is just another mm. Um, example of the incompetence here and it's just like it's just blatant disregard like literally the people who made this damn vaccine are telling you by the (laughs) way this is how you're supposed to use it and you're just saying nah but if we do it this way it's better and it's like well no because that's not how we do it that's not how we made it it's not decided to be like use it that and it's just like why 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 like i just like i i don't even like i can't even see the logic in this one like there's so many things i'm like okay what is like your over, oh, okay, the economy. Okay, that's why you're making these bad decisions because of the economy. Oh, you're making decisions because like of prior commitment. You've already said you're going to do this and now you have to stick with it. This one, I literally have no idea why they're doing it. And it's just like, so many people mm-hmm. are working really hard. Like you see all these people on Twitter, like <laughs> putting in time yeah. to like tell yeah, people you're legit. done or like, you know, convince people and reassure <laughs> them that the vaccine's safe. And then you like, even these people are like, oh, come on, man. Like, what, how are we yeah. supposed to help you yeah. when you're literally not using it how it's supposed to be done? <laughs> so it's like, I just, I don't know uh, for this government. Like, they just, every day, bruh. they just find a new way to it's show how shambolic they are. And it's embarrassing. Honestly. And it's like... It is embarrassing. This is definitely going to have a damaging The US effect. are also thinking of doing doing a similar a similar strategy i saw in um, a cnn article mm. i was like every time it's like the u.s are also doing like this is not mm. it's usually the way you know like this is not what we should mm-hmm. be doing but it's i yeah no this government they're washed they're oh god they're just the past like few weeks and just yeah we hit like sixty thousand deaths like was it yesterday and i i just and this guy Boris like saying, oh yeah, schools are safe. And then literally less right. than 24 hours later, right. you know, children are a vector of transmission. Yeah, nigga, we've been we, telling you that from day dot when we were telling just, you to close the schools and you were finding schools for shutting down. What? And honestly, that's why I'm like, they're trying to kill us. Like, I mean, they, they, <laughs> killing off their workforce is not going to do anything for them, but I can't think of any right? other logical like, reason behind they're just stupid. Yeah. But like, I'm like, you can't be this... I mean, I know your dads were all rich and stuff, but like you lot went to some of the highest educational institutions yeah. in the world. Like you cannot be this stupid. Like I refuse to believe like, it. What I refuse is to believe it? it? What is like the guiding force that is causing you to make so many bad, obviously bad decisions? Like it, it, it's it unwashed literally- legs. It must be. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> the dirt is seeping to their bloodstream <laughs> and affecting their sense. <sighs> it must be the only the only way and, but um, and yet yeah. and yet would not surprise me next election comes around and tories are still in and oh no like, not at all 
and it's just like not at all this country likes it? suffering in it like people much. are like literally like, suffering. You know, there are so many people who are just still like yeah well you know i won't want this job either like he's doing the best he can <laughs> <laughs> Boris is doing the best. Are you not? Are you not embarrassed that this? Are you not embarrassed that this is the best he's doing? Like, is oh, that not? We are a what? fucking island. <laughs> like, I, I, it just it. Ne- oh. Like, we are an island. We should have been able to contain this easily, easily. What a fuck up. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. uh, stay safe, everyone. Um, other stuff uh so so far it's looking good so Raphael warnock um has defeated uh republican kelly loughner in the georgia runoff elections that um happened yesterday uh as of recording john ossoff is currently in the lead i think last i checked it was with 98 percent um reporting but uh so yeah it's looking good in terms of two democratic mm. senate wins in georgia um so I would be more than happy to see Mitch McConnell fucking <laughs> knock down a peg. I, oh, if there's a man I probably hate more than Donald Trump mm. in the context of US mm. politics, it's Mitch McConnell. Like, I mm. I cannot with that man. Um, also, the wayward Republican lawmakers who are trying to steal this election, um, like Louis Goma and all those lot. And I remember that, like, they've been in a whole thing with Mike Pence because they've been trying to, and Donald Trump as well, like, they've been trying to get him to, like, stop, um, overturn the, because they have to do, like, the electoral yeah. college votes and stuff to, like, officially declare Joe Biden the winner and because the vice president is technically, like, a member of the Senate, but it's, it's majorly, like, um, predominantly a procedural mm. role, but he technically is. And they're like, oh, yeah, Mike Pence has to, like, you know, overturn this and, you know, illegal, da 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 like and you donald trump as well like nigga you mm. lost like go home go home go home we're bored we're bored i'm bored i'm tired go away go home mm. like get over it get over it and it's just so fucking ironic the people that call us like all the people on the left like snowflakes and losers yeah. and whiny crybabies like okay um and yeah actually on that, mm. as we're recording um a violent mob oh of um trump days. supporters have stormed oh the capital uh it is a uh, yeah it's season season finale of america man it's (laughs) mental uh last i check like someone someone was stabbed oh someone's been not stabbed um context america someone's been shot uh yeah there you go a woman died after being shot at u.s capitol um the capitol's been forced into a lockdown they've had to stop the electoral college vote because obviously these people like gotten into the building um, I'm yet to see tear gas or hoses or dogs being like, released on I these I think thugs. the most um, I saw was a bit of pepper spray. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, looking at them, demographic wise, I, I can't be quite sure, <laughs> but they look they look rather mm, pale. Mm. So, you know, who's who's to say? Who's to say? But um, uh, some of the police have been seen um, running behind trucks and then re-emerging as uh, members of the protest. Again, I can't call it. No, I'm chatting shit. Uh, no, I'm chatting shit. I'm chatting shit. I'm shit. Uh, <laughs> you had me there. There's a, you, you know that, um, you know that fucking, I mean, it wouldn't have been far. Uh, do you know that Spider-Man meme where they're like both pointing yeah. at each other? Yeah. And then there was one that they had like, they had a clan's hat on one of them and then a cop hat on the other one. And then just like, so yeah um white on white violence hate to see it uh yeah i i mean like we have to laugh because like what What else can one do i mean (laughs) but like this is this is when you just actually like just deep the gravitas of Mm. the situation 
this mm. is insane and this fucking clansman in chief has been inciting this <laughs> from mm-hmm. the get-go and it's it's scary mm. it's scary like they, they've stopped like they, yeah. they've infiltrated yeah. the building like which is also is just ridiculous like how the hell did they overpower yeah. people with guns <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> would oh this days. not be the time to i mean i don't condone police shooting anyone but whenever they i don't know a black I person just blinks at them they're like i'm scared i i had to shoot because yeah. i was threatened is a bunch of like angry bearded like 300 pound white men screaming in your face like not enough of a impetus to be scared mm. or i interesting mm. that's when they show restraint but um yeah i just hope um the folks over there are safe um and that and I just, I I don't have any words. It's it's oh. insane. It's insane. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of uh the damn lies. Um, the Scottish. Okay, I'll, she's part of my sound off, so I will I will leave that for them. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's about it. Um, for today on that. All right. Uh, okay. So now we're gonna go into our final segment. Um, sound mm-hmm. off. So, uh, do you mind if I go first in this one? Yeah, you go. Okay. Um, a few, a few things. Um, first, I'm just going to say to the people who, uh, vandalized and I think also stole, um, the, was it stolen? Um, I think I might've seen, uh, other articles saying that it had been taken but yeah definitely been like vandalized and smashed and stuff the um the statue of brianna taylor in um in oakland oh, um gosh. ultimate fuck you uh mm. i i i'm not i i, I can't I, I can't even properly go into the levels of like incredibly racist and just horrible disgusting piece of shit you must be to do that considering i mean most actually i mean let me even phrase like black victims of police brutality mm. i'm i'm gonna just say like i'm gonna say it much i don't think any of them deserved what they got like no one no one fucking deserves to be regardless of any sort of criminality or anything you might have done um if you're if yeah. you want to play the argument about oh they were doing something wrong about the ones who might have i don't know committed some sort of crime or whatever whatever no one mm. deserves to be murdered for that. Like mm. that that's not the police's job. So none mm. of them deserve that. But if we're gonna talk about people who were <laughs> nowhere like a truly blameless yeah, woman, yeah. you know, like literally asleep in her bed, like and being murdered. So like I'm I'm not even gonna go into it because the, the Brianna Taylor story really mm really fucked me up when i Mm. when it first happened and you know just obviously like as a black woman and just and even after that the 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 proceedings and trying to get justice and just how everything was was Mm -hmm. dealt with it was just really Mm. it was just really heartbreaking but the fact that people really found it in their i hesitate to say hearts but found it in them to vandalize a statue which to be fair is like the fucking least they can do in terms of giving something to that woman Mm. fuck you um Mm. so yeah um second of all uh i just want to talk about covid um i'm gonna try and keep it brief because we've been here for a minute (laughs) but um Mm. i'm gonna start with a tale of uh three white women 
Um, <laughs> so the first one is a mm. 21-year-old uh, from... Where is she from? I think she's from... Actually, I don't give a fuck. I've, she goes to the University of Georgia. I think she's from Georgia. But anyway, um, American girl mm. called Skylar Mack. And she has been jailed um, in the Cayman Island for violating COVID-19 restrictions. So Skylar's mm. boyfriend, Vanjay Ramgeet, um, is a professional jet skier, I believe. Um, so uh, the story says Mac, a pre-med student at just we'll just pause it a med student um at mercy university in georgia flew to um grand cayman on november 27th she was ordered to quarantine for 14 days and was given a smart wristband and a cell phone to track her movements um, max signed a document agreeing not to leave her place of isolation without permission and not to remove her wristband two days later she was seen at a jet skiing competition with her boyfriend who was a cayman islands resident mac wasn't seen wearing her wristband and they were both reported to local police and transported to a mandatory quarantine facility mm. so um they were both given 40 hours of community service and fined 2600 um mac was able to pay that out of her savings but she said you know it was still like left her almost depleted no. and since her family have you know begged uh donald trump to like help them and saying that you know this is disproportionate um the the four-month sentence and stuff and you know saying she's being treated unfairly and you know da, da, da. so um you know, I'm going to go on to the next story and then I'll, Did I'll come back. Did you say she got a four-month sentence? Four months, yeah. Oh, I thought she got community service. Yeah, so she, she got um, 40 hours of community service, the fine. And then, yeah, apparently there's also, uh, yeah, uh, a four-month sentence in prison. Oh, wow. Um, okay, go off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Mm. So, um, So that's number one. Number two, uh, white woman number two, is Zara Holland. Um, many of you might know her as Miss. <laughs> Miss GB, as she told us on Love Island every five minutes. <laughs> so she has recently been prosecuted for breaking COVID rules while on holiday in Barbados. Um, so uh, she's doing court and could face a hefty fine or even jail time. More than 1,700 people have signed an online petition calling for the star to be jailed. Um, <laughs> lock her up uh <laughs> that, sorry that, that that bit killed me just the bit <laughs> lock her up um oh in a statement <laughs> barbados station sergeant michael blackman said that holland 25 arrived on the caribbean island on the 27th of december and was tested for coronavirus the following day she was instructed mm. to remain at the sugar bay hotel in hastings he said until the results were known on the 29th of december it was discovered she left without permission the officer said she was later intercepted at the grantley oh, adams international goodness. airport apparently attempting to leave um and uh it's unclear whether her boyfriend also faces charges um did her boyfriend also yeah her boyfriend tested positive he tested um, positive yeah he tested positive for yeah. covid yeah, yeah yeah so um so that is zara and white woman number three <laughs> is uh scottish mp margaret ferrier who sorry this when i saw this headline i creased because it just i just saw like politician arrested for breaking COVID rules. i was like damn they're arresting bitches now and i saw she was white i was like oh fuck they're about it, about it. <laughs> so uh, she's been arrested over and charged over reckless conduct after allegedly 
alleged coronavirus rules breach. So um, she she apologized for what she called a blip in <laughs> September where um, she, uh, I believe, yeah, she took a COVID, she suspected she might have COVID. She took a test. She then traveled to Westminster um, to Parliament before she got the results of the test. Mm. And then having received her positive test, she then made the journey back again to Scotland. Mm. So um, the the Met Police have conducted an investigation and said it would take no further action, but referred the the case to uh, Police Scotland. Uh, Nicola Sturger has Mm. urged for her to quit as an MP. Um, And I think the SNP Mm. have suspended Mm. her, I'm pretty sure. But um, yeah, so those are those three. So I just want to say one for you lot, especially to the first two, mm. Zara and Skylar. I lock them up, lock them up. I <laughs> listen, listen, mm. you mm. it's one thing if you're going to break the rules and be a nuisance in your own country. But when you lot oh, yes. take your ass over to foreign countries for your holidays, especially black mm-hmm. um foreign countries where they rely heavily on tourism and Mm. your money and so they have to keep operating even though it's a global Mm. pandemic you're Mm. putting their lives at risk and a lot of these countries Mm -hmm. are doing a lot better than we are and so you're literally doing what you lot have always done which is colonize and spread disease to black folks and it's Mm. not on so i am for throwing the book at these bitches lock them up (laughs) they will be fine Mm. You know what it it serves as it serves as an example, and you know me. Normally, I'm you know abolition man, and you know da da da. da. And you know I'm still reckoning mm-hmm. with myself and how I feel about abolition and all that stuff. And I think we are overly a very mm-hmm. punitive society, and there's a lot to be said about the purpose of prison and if it should exist and all that stuff and you know i've read angela davis i'm working on it but in this case <laughs> lock them bitches up like nah 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 nah, nah. it's not on it's not on yeah. and likewise mp lady like what you t- <laughs> yeah she needs to lose her job you like, need you need today. to lose your job you, you need to be gone mm. gone out arrest her too like all of them lock <laughs> them i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired mm. um so yeah that's on them and just in general like <sighs> i feel like i had more to say at the time but just i mean it's locked down now so i'm hoping 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 that kind of helps bring things down for a bit and so at mm-hmm. least they can kind of roll out this <laughs> questionable vaccination <laughs> scheme <laughs> with a uh, interesting interval periods but mm-hmm. just in terms of new years and seeing you man at 50 plus man parties and stuff i just mm-hmm. There was one I saw like in the, it was like in a church oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm not, I'm not religious, but even me, I was like, you don't fear God or you rock. don't fear God. <laughs> you don't fear God. <laughs> I was like, damn. And they were really like pushing against oh, the fairs and stuff in a church. Honestly. But then just honestly, like oh, the, some of the, the squat raves and just, I just, ugh, I mean, like I'm, like, I'm not going to packed. And like under normal circumstances, I'm like, this is uncomfortable, but in a mm-hmm. my favorite line is in a pandemic because literally like in a pandemic mm. and mm-hmm. like i like it's been hard and like i'm not gonna get onto people for like breaking rules because like one things have just been higgy hagger as fuck and mismanaged and whatever whatever mm. and also people i get it people are lonely and mm-hmm. you know if you are meeting up with like a friend or like a couple friends for a small gathering or whatever whatever i'm not gonna jump down your throat but when you're going to mm-hmm. like 50 man plus 
parties you're yeah. just a dickhead and it's reckless yeah yeah it's reckless and i know a lot of you because like looking at those videos and stuff and seeing demographics i know a lot of you are younger people who live with parents who are older and a lot of those mm. people i saw in videos as well i did see a lot of white people but i also saw like videos of parties with like black people and oh, we yeah. already know that <laughs> we are dying disproportionately from this virus mm -hmm. and yeah. in terms of you know like general health stuff for you to then knowingly put yourself in these situations and then come home to your older parents i think is just selfish as fuck it's irresponsible mm. it's reckless and like i just raving is not that deep it should never be that deep like bruh mm. i, I yeah. it just it just blows my mind seeing how mm -hmm. people are just so i don't know just flagrant and just don't <laughs> just don't care like and yeah. then the fuck i'm not even gonna get started on the people who are like protesting against masks outside a hospital where nurses oh, are on their feet after fucking 24-hour shifts and stuff and ICUs mm. are full and you lot are mm. out here screaming because you don't want to wear a mask. I heard one, I saw one video where I could literally hear someone coughing in the background. You lot, man, I, uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's frustrating because like it's not a situation where it's just like if you're being stupid then you're just gonna endanger yourself and that's on you. Exactly. But you're literally putting exactly. other people at risk yeah. and it's just mm -hmm. i have zero hope for humanity so um mm. you lot please like <laughs> be safe like just let's just wade weigh this out like i know it's long it's frustrating as hell like i get it my life is now on zoom and it sucks but mm. like i would rather just firm how many more months of this and have some sort of whatever you call normal then yeah so just yeah please be safe be considerate um don't be a dick and yeah and yeah sorry i forgot the the general point i was making that i got lost but um i i like by no means absolve the government of any of their responsibility and i think that they've handled this atrociously um and you know that should yep. that should be pointed out um but mm. I feel like at the same time we have to also like take individual responsibility and some of you lot are Absolutely. still moving mad regardless mm. and you'll be the same one to then come and complain about lockdown even though you were gallivanting in a squat rave with like 60 people and then complaining yep. about wearing masks and then da, 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 like pick one like and then complaining about the vaccine so like pick pick one so yeah that's that's all i'm gonna say um mm. last thing uh People, employers, if you're going to advertise a job, please put the salary there. Um, mm, you cannot mm. be giving me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten bullet point thing of things you expect me to do in this job and then have me do a cover letter and an application and then d jump through all these hoops for you to like not tell me what the salary Absolutely. is. Stop that. I know what you're doing. Stop it. Mm. I ain't got time. <laughs> it's a pandemic. So please. Um, but yeah, that is that is me fantastic um i've just got a few just a few silly things really <laughs> um first things first and i i actually love how in your i was listening very closely to your your sound off and um you said it's a pandemic many many times you didn't say you didn't say it's a pandemic you did say it's a pandemonium you didn't say it's a pancetta <laughs> Didn't say it's a panorama. Didn't say it's a pansexual. 
Wait, are you gonna are you gonna cuss people out for that? I'm tired of it. I'm oh tired no, come on. Let me have panoramic. Let me it's have panoramic. It's been it's been a minute now. Like I'm over. Let me it. have panoramic. Personally. Some I'm of the remixes it. are doing the most, but let me have panoramic. I'm oh, it's it's it was like, you know, it was it was funny at first, but it's like <laughs> I'm I'm tired of it. But that's just me. You guys have fun. I'm just a grumpy old man. But um, I'm tired of it. <laughs> No, nah, some of them, some of them do be doing the yeah. most. Like it's not funny, but I'm holding on to panoramic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, my second thing, um, and this is kind of like it links kind of basically. Um, I tried to put you on a show as industry. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I haven't even. I finished it, and I'm gonna make one more plea. I think you really should watch it. It's really good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just been, I've been watching a lot of Avatar recently, so I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but industry is so good, like really, really good. I'm not going to say much about it, but it's just great. Uh, very steamy, I must say. Um, what I will say, though, is there was this one scene that kind of made me cringe. Mm. It also happened in Brokeback Mountain as well, actually. <laughs> so let me just say it once and let it be known. Spit is not an adequate loop. <laughs> I'm telling you now, I am so tired of TV shows literally like doing one little spit and then now it looks like, oh yeah, they're ready for like a long session. Are you crazy? Fishes. Fishes. Oh my God. Not fishes. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> and a very highly increased uh, risk of STIs, okay. So Oof. like, spit is not a lube. Go and buy <sighs> a good uh, quality lube, uh, water-based, preferably, mm. if you're using protection, <laughs> um, <laughs> which you should be. <laughs> which you should be. Um, and oh, what what was the thing they say? No, it's water-based and silicone-based, but there's something about like Vaseline, like oil, like we've got to be careful with something. Does it like, like weaken the, the thing? There we the go, the yeah, latex. yeah, So water-based is your, is your safe bet. Um, and yeah, I'm just t- like, yeah, like spit, no, no, ripped to shreds, I'm telling you. Like I even Googled it, like I was like, is this actually possible? Can people actually do this? Because I mean, no, I'm like a half a bottle like, kind of person. No. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, <laughs> some of us got that good gift. So, uh. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, I haven't got a pussy. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Um, yeah, that was pretty much it about loop. And uh, finally, Omade's the Android to iPhone switch is no joke. Ah, <laughs> oh, like. I actually had a bit of a meltdown today because I have like my like little show notes that I have like on my Android phone mm. and um, you can transfer quite a few things from your Android to your iPhone, but the one thing you can't transfer are your notes. You have to yeah. do it individually and yeah. I have over 600 notes. <laughs> so <laughs> I literally have to like email them one by one and it's just fucking long. And in like doing that, I've been like trying to do that as a process and literally like one of the notes that I have, which is like some show notes like for this. Mm. And um, it's like, not just like a like oh, episode, it's like literally like it spans, like it's like ideas about things we can do in the future and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally deleted it without sending <gasps> it over. 
So I had a bit of a breakdown. But oh, thank no. you, Jesus, because oh. there is a recycling bin <laughs> in oh, the notes. And I went down Amen. there and I found it. My God is real. Oh. <laughs> he lives. You know, he heard, he heard your 2021. Um... Right, yeah. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. I see you trying. I'll throw you a bone. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Jesus. And uh, yeah, be careful, guys, if you're making that switch. Just be safe out here. Leave but yeah, the street. that's me. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, also we'll say just a quick thing. Um, enjoy, I really enjoyed. Did you watch Bridgerton? I didn't. I'm sorry. I don't think it's for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you might you might enjoy it. I I'm not a period drop. I mean, I keep saying that, although I I do watch a lot of period stuff, but I'm not really a period <laughs> period girl like that. But just watch it for um the Duke of Hastings alone because that man is when I say the fine. finest man I've ever mm. seen. <laughs> like. <laughs> beautiful um i mean mm. it, his uh actually i'm not gonna say too much because i'll spoil it but, but does the um, character help as well the character's i right. um oh i mean yeah no make he's, him like he's not like i don't hate him i he's all right yeah i just like oh, the okay. i just so like the, the girl just his 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 face and his appearance like his face his physique the height the like the voice the mm. hair like it's just mm-hmm. everything 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 just, right Oof, okay. um, there's, there's a TikTok where this girl, she's like, we need to talk about the Duke. And then she like puts a picture <laughs> in the background. She's like, I never snitch on you, daddy. I hold a brick to you. Daddy. And I was like, yes, sister, yes, scene. Um, also watch Soul, which uh, made me mm. tear up a little bit. I thought that was really yeah, good. Um, and yeah, it just makes you, a lot of these fucking films are like, I know they're for kids, but as adults, you're just kind of like, damn, just... I actually feel like that one was pitched quite high, actually. Like, I feel like a kid would be watching a lot of that and be like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. (laughs) Whereas, like, the the adults would be, like, crying. Legit. It was like, damn. But no, I enjoyed that. I was happy to see Mm. that. And yeah, they've got a whole Disney have been dropping dropping some some gems and that. Some people are upset. About what? um, That that soul thing, the the other one. Oh, because you spend most of the time as as an animal. Well, uh, well, yeah, like the fact that he was an animal and the white woman got to be in a black yeah, person's body. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm choosing to ignore it. Um, I, I didn't care. <laughs> I, did, I honestly didn't care. I read the, I heard, I read the criticisms before I watched the movie. Um, mm. And yeah, you, you could have the conversation about, yeah, whenever it's black people, they're like hardly ever in human form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't care. It was just, I just thought it was a really good film. And Hmm. um was it tina fey was tina fey the white woman tina I think fey, it was. yeah she was um yeah no i i enjoyed her um oh. it was fun and yeah i and the, the the animation fucking um dares the barber it just just the details <laughs> and like the tattoos yeah, and just the yeah, hair yeah, like yeah. disney have really like pixar they've like they're getting yeah. better with like black hair and everything so like yes, seeing the, the coils and the texture and they everything are. yeah um is nice <laughs> it's nice to see yeah that was but, a really uh, nice scene actually yeah um, mm. But yeah, I think uh, that is us done on a very long episode. Mm. Um, oh, gosh. Thank you <laughs> if you've if you've bevved with us uh, throughout this. Mm. Uh, hey, it's a new year, like you know. Yeah, we're in lockdown. Where are you going to go anyway? Exactly. So. What you going to do? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's us. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, as said before, if you have any queries, dilemmas, all that shit. Email us at deardownload at gmail.com. Um, my socials, uh, you can find me at just S, just with two T's, underscore S, and we can be found at deardownload. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I'm Benya Bambi. You can find me on Twitter, Insta, and what else was I going to say? Also, if you would like to support us, don't worry, we don't want your money yet. <laughs> yes. But what you can do is you can just share some love, uh, share us on your stories, let people know you're listening to us. And also, uh, if you're feeling our emerging artist, make sure you shout them out and tag us in it too. So if you are feeling Grove today, our emerging artist, please go and show them some love. Yes, sir. Alrighty, folks. Uh, we will catch you um, in a few weeks. And uh, yeah, stay safe. Until See then. You later. Bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, stop in three, two, one.